Welcome to the Unofficial Controller Podcast, your weekly gaming podcast, episode 194. Why buy a Switch in 2023? Stroke Owner's Guide, Stroke Buyer's Guide. Uh, with me, George, in this week, joined by RGT and special guest, Scott, aka Marathon Gaming. When gaming is a marathon, to my run full pelt for about two minutes, then throw up. How's it going, gentlemen? Yeah, very Super. well, thank you. Scott, thank you for joining us here today. It's very noble of you to descend from the lofty heights of YouTube to a downright third-rate audio show and grace us with your presence. Oh, I disagree. Thank you so much for having me on. I am just, I'm compared to the guests you've had in recent weeks, I'm merely a small fish. I am a mealworm in the lizard's cage. I am the saddle on Thomas's Wii remote while he's playing G1 Jockey. I am no one. <laughs> Thank you for having me on. I'm very excited to be here. You managed to get G1 in straight away. Straight away, out the gate. There's a competition going where you can be RGT's saddle. Um, Yeah, I'm not familiar (laughs) with this competition. Again, this is is another one of them competitions that I'm not aware of. There's two participants, and it is me and George, so saddle up, baby. Face up or face down, you take your punishment however you want it. (laughs) Scott, me or you are face up or down. (laughs) Good. You're, gonna, you're either going to get your face ground into a horse's spine, or anyway. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you guys. Thank you for uh, really excited to go through and join along. The obviously big fan of the show, so really excited for it. But you know, I'm nervous. So take it, take it slow, take it easy on me. Perhaps one at a time. Otherwise, I might kick back like a horse in Red Dead Redemption, like a wild horse. So okay, well let's ease you in. Thank you. Like a, like a lubed up weasel. And I've played a glass. As I ask you, what have you been playing? I've been playing a lot of Red Dead Redemption, as you've probably gathered. I know we've um, messaged a few times back and forth in recent weeks, as we are BFFs, as everyone likes to talk about. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have played a lot of Red Dead Redemption. Um, I need to on Switch, get, of course, on Switch. Yeah, so it's the remaster. Um, That's a great play. game. To take on the go, that is on the go. It really is. It's a great game, docked, undocked. Um, it does play really well on there. I've been playing a bit of Super Mario RPG. I thought I played a lot, but actually, when I looked after the ten days, where it comes up with how much time you've played, I've only actually played for five hours. But that's been great. Been playing a bit of Gear Shifters, a bit of Rested Empire, which you know very much so about. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Super Mario Bros. Wonder, I suppose, about a week ago. But it's mainly been the last few days. It's been really heavily involved on Red Dead Redemption. It really has. I've been hoof-steep in that game. It's absolutely brilliant. I'm about 10 to 12 hours through. I'm now on the border. I'm in Mexico, getting some cool guns, doing some of the That side transition stories. with the music still hits like mm, yes. nothing, doesn't it? Even when you cross the bridge and you're in that territory, even the fact, the detail, that everything's drier, like the sand more dense like yeah. honestly it's such a good like thomas like you said like you can you can just get lost like wandering around it's such a good game i'm so excited because i've not played the second one yet so as soon as this is done i'm going to go into the second one i'm going to be an absolute uh, that's the question i had for you last year around 
mm. not last year, but the year before, I went back and played through it again on PS3, and I loved it. I enjoyed it. I, I saw it all the way through to the end. My only thing was I only really focused on the main story, and I think that's maybe why it's a good port for the Switch, because I remember when I first played it, I felt like there were more sort of ancillary activities to get involved in, but really there's not. It's basically you can do some stories. There's a little bit of side mission, but mainly you, I mainlined it through and, and thoroughly enjoyed it. Apart from the odd sort of horseshoe throwing competition, there isn't really a lot else. You mean not a lot different from the first one? Is that what you mean? Just an expansion on the story? I mean, the first, when I replayed Red Dead Redemption 1 on yeah. PS3 and again on Switch recently, some of the, when you play 2, there are so many things that you can yeah, do. Yeah, two is, yeah. Two is you, huge. And the activities that you can get involved in, like you can get your own sort of businesses going in a way where you're just hunting animals, skinning them and selling the pelts. Mm. Some of that it is. So I'm looking forward to you playing the second one. Um, I mean, my my friend gave me, um, my friend Big T, what a name that is. He was telling me um, about the second one. He was so excited for me because he said he brought a 4K TV, I think, just for that game when it came out at the time. And he said he plugged it in and he almost felt overwhelmed. He said, there was so much to do, Scott. He goes, I, it is. I literally, I just found myself wandering around and I wasn't actually yeah. doing the campaign. And I was just like, do you know what? I've got time for that. I really yeah, I, I spent, when I played Red Dead 2, first time round, I spent two weeks in our time, real time, just going around catching legendary fish. And I'd set up camp, I'd find food. And that's all I'd done in the game for two weeks, was just going around this map exploring, setting camps up, finding these legendary fish, eventually catching them, taking them to be sent off to this fisherman guy. You just get lost in it. You know, you you live the life. That game, it's one of the best written games as well. I think story-wise, it's one of the best written games. I think, yeah, it's phenomenal, phenomenal game. They're so brilliant. It's funny how... um... You try to do things right, don't you, by the book. So, like, you act how you want to act. So, like, I've been trying to be a good, you know, human being, civilised, you know, good person. Um, and then me and the missus went for a carvery up the pub last night. We had a few beers, and she's sitting next to me. I'm playing it, and I thought, do you know what? I'm going to kill a few people. Hang on, <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Pause this conversation. Let's rewind it. You went for a carvery and some beers, and you took the switch. No, no, no. I went, I paused the game. We went for a nice dinner at a local pub, had a few beers. We returned, turned the game back on. Oh. And the alcohol had to, my personality had altered. Next thing you know, angry Scott came out. <laughs> I, I stopped helping the sheriff and I become an outlaw. He was, you know, I had bounties on me. I was running around taking horses and yeah, I was. I thought we had, I thought we had for a moment. I thought we had RGT some competition for when he gets his missus to drive him around so he can play his PS2 off a cigarette lighter in the boot. How I roll. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I woke up this morning and I thought, oh, it was a massacre last night. What happened? I only had a few beers. I like to um, <laughs> I like to go to the chapel today and you know get in a confession booth and say a few Hail Marys to put things right. And <laughs> I can say I'm now. I'm cured. I'm over that little blimp in my life, and I am now a good serving citizen of the Wild <laughs> West. That's brilliant news. Before we let RGT wax lyrical about whatever games he's been playing, I will confess that I've only really been playing Wrestling Empire. So through you, uh, let's and a little bit of Batman Arkham. To be fair, have you got the Arkham trilogy yet, Scott? I haven't. I did play um, when I played. It was. It didn't feel like too long ago, but. I haven't rushed back. I know I said to yourself, it might sound a bit pathetic. 
I got a bit stuck too many times. Um, I've got a friend, Pat, who loves the Batman games, and I did get really into them, but I just found myself keep stopping at hurdles and sort of looking what to do, and it just made the the speed of it, for me, uh, it slowed it down. But that's only because of my own brain capacity, you know? So it's great. It's a great game. If you can, you know, really grab the reins of that one and know what you're doing, it's a really good game, and I bet it's looks good on there doesn't it the i haven't played the third one yet because i know there's that's all the fraud of the internet about how dreadful it looks and all that i should imagine in defense of the switch it's probably going to look great in handheld mode you know if mm. you squint it's going to look all right um but the main game i've been playing sadly is wrestling empire yes now what's the most outrageous thing you've had happen to you in that game Stay with us. We'll be right back. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomised genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action-adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes... It doesn't quite work. And you have, you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the gaming blender on all your favourite podcast platforms now. Um I I've probably only I don't know if it's been over the ten days, so I don't know if it's come up with my time on it. We've only been a few hours few hours and i didn't when i went backstage i only picked on the odds time if someone spoke with me i didn't sort of know if it how it affects your career because obviously i heard so much wild stories on the show from yourself and i thought hold on a minute i'm new blood here i've got low stats do i want to be starting rivalries with people do i want to get someone on my side but i did have someone attack me i beat him in the ring and i walked out backstage and i thought do you know what you've started this i'm going to make sure that i finish this and i'll tell you what never felt so satisfied about putting another man to sleep. I tried to end his <laughs> career backstage. I literally went to town on him. I, he was, was down. This, was this moving. after Carvery as well? <laughs> a, lot happened, a lot happens after a Toby, I'll tell you that. Me and be a sweat. I'll tell you what, two San Miguel's and a nut roast and I'm away. <laughs> but no, um, I didn't, none of the crazy stories of yourself, like about a train and stuff like that, but just regular bar fights backstage with normal weapons. But it is funny that you can pick anything up. You go into absolutely any of the rooms and there's people there, even in your own hotel room. I can see you laughing. In the I, I'm corpse because you said nut roast. I know RGT I did. I threw it in looked there. at me and I looked at RGT and he just waggled his finger at the camera as if to say, <laughs> don't, George, don't. <laughs> yes. As a big no. fan of the show, I know exactly uh, the right words to say to wobble a pair of you. So I've got a few... Uh, you were to hand. We're right firmly wobbled, I can assure you. Oh, <laughs> my goodness gracious me. I was like, I was ready to pounce. I was like a mountain lion. I'd seen the prey. I was like, he said, no rose. So I'm having it. <laughs> and RGT was like, uh, 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 get back in your box, boy. You're not having it. You're not having that. You can't have that. you got to work harder for it today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So I assume that you've beaten a man to death with a pizza slice. You've even DDT'd him on a hot dog and damn near killed him. Uh, that's Wrestling Empire in a nutshell. I've had quite the run of it. There's a Mexican or Japanese wrestler that dresses all as a skull. I can't remember his real name. Uh, and in the in this in the game, the fake names is called Hard Gainer. And I've had quite the 
journey with him. I find it sometimes quite difficult because I'll go to the in the main men in the menu of the wrestling career bit. You go into um, roster and you can challenge or speak to anyone on there, uh, or you can find them in roam mode. I tend to go in the roster and ask them straight out for a, 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 go, a go in a match or a belt. And Very formal. Quite, yeah. Excuse me, sir. I'd like a book of meetings here in 900 talk about the pros- properties of a wrestling match between the two of us. And they normally say, no, there's not enough. Uh, there's not enough. You, you're not big enough or you only had a go last week go away. Or So I do find that quite frustrating. But then you have to go away and grind out and get yourself a bit of a reputation, build your attitude up and build up your um, popularity to the point where they, they can't say no. But I do sometimes go a little bit you post um toby carvery other carveries are available and i uh just (laughs) go backstage and cause as much chaos as possible i have killed a man in the game (laughs) Um, wow confession time yes it really is and that happened in the ring as well i got there was a i can't remember the reason but i was having a feud with somebody and i just thought no and i just pile drove the guy for probably 15 minutes straight (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the gameplay's brilliant as well though isn't it it really is yeah i think i'm at the point as well where i want to notch it up from normal to hard because i'm finding i don't know what difference that'll make and obviously we've got m dicky the developer of the game one man developer that squeezed that much playability into a game and depth deserves or well, we made ashens a lord what's next prince mm. viceroy viceroy what have you picked your royal title, Scotty? What would you like to be? Um, I would probably cowboy. I'd say. Okay, that's cowboy not on Scott. my. It's not on my list. Well, you could uh, add it to the list, couldn't you? I mean, you have got a pen to hand. <laughs> I, I don't know what peers peerage is going to make of that. I, I, what about a knight knighthood? Would you like a knighthood? I don't want to be put on a pedestal because when you're that. High up, the only way is down. I want to slip under the radar, you know. And then when I'm in the shadows and someone comes past, like a wrestler backstage in Wrestling Empire, I'll just pop out, choke them, take them out. <laughs> I'll tell you what he's like. No, back you gotta, in your- <laughs> you can watch Scott when he's at a harvester. <laughs> but that when I was trying to find that game and we was messaging George, obviously, um, without going too much into the story, there's a few games which are similar to well. When you search on the eShop, there's a few sort of retro indie-inspired games. And when I found the right one and you said to me, it's the blocky one, looks a bit like No Mercy on a 64 with a career mode. You set that high, you know, expectation and bar. And I played it and I was like, do you know what? George is right. That is exactly what it is. And it is a great game. I know you've talked about it a lot, but I hope people listening have given it a go because it really is a fun time. It really is. It is. And and whether you just want to have a quick little match or whether you want to take someone on like a rambling 30-year career with all the ups and downs of that. I think you spoke recently about how you, you won a match and then the, the referee's like, oh, I was not really sure about the finish there, so you're going to yeah. have to go again. Or messages come down from up top, you've got to go again. And that feels great when you've just... Because what I do is if I've just pinned him, I literally just pin him again. And it's done. But sometimes they don't. And then you've got to go through this war again and it's like, oh... Even when their health's really low, it's like it won't let you. It's like a glitch in the game. Like I kept on doing move after move. It was, he was lifeless Some, on the bar, but he yeah. wouldn't 
he wouldn't pin for free. I was, ch- you know what I mean? It was uh, the closest I got to the world title in Rising Sun Peruso, which is like the Japanese league. Um, I was fighting this guy and I finally managed to get a match with him and I fought him to the time limit and I couldn't pin him. And I was, I couldn't, and every time I put a, a submission move on him, he reversed it, even when he was low health. And See, I'm I a submission him. guy. That's all I do is submission. That is my favourite forte in the game. Get him in the centre of the ring so they can't crawl away. And um, I just keep doing the same move over and over again, like a, a terrible groundhog day for whoever's the victim is in my arms. God. So I, I love how precise you are, just so he can't crawl away. He snapped more ankles than a cross-country run yeah. through a rabbit field, this man. He's an animal. Uh, once I've had a sticky toffee pudding at Toby Carvery, there's no escape from anyone. <laughs> my blood sugars are up love now. Fetch me my switch. Someone's yeah. getting it. <laughs> oh, he's gone for the big plate with the extra Yorkshire pudding. We're screwed. Yeah, he's going to snap some ankles. He's got his own plate. Basically, he's commandeered an old sky dish from the B-Sky B days. <laughs> <laughs> Basically walks in with that. All you can eat. All you can eat. <laughs> RGT yes uh, you're known to walk into a Toby Carvery with the with the satellite dish from the Voyager probe <laughs> thank you what have you been playing this week stay with us we'll be right back you love listening to podcasts but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast maybe you want to build a brand grow your business or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. Uh, very little, uh, very long hours at work this week. Um, it's been a little, a little bit of FIFA. I did last night jump on Teardown, which was added to PlayStation Plus. Oh yeah. Any good or what? I've only played about the first hour, hour and a half, but yes, yeah, quite intrigued me that game. I'm definitely going to play some more. It's that very sort of very polished sort of Minecraft look. That was... Voxels, baby. Mm. And then... It's basically you've got. I think you've got like a, a like a demolition company that's really struggling. So you've got to take on some dodgy jobs that aren't quite legal. So you have to go in and collect certain items by smashing walls down, getting companies' computers and bits and pieces to build up your money to pay bills and carry on. It's sort of a sort of career mode of a dodgy demolition uh, company. But yeah, I quite enjoyed that because that is that's a bit off piece to something different and. Um, it's the the way it works as well. Um, like you say, with the with the destruction is very very good, and the pixel blocks and how you break stuff is it is good fun, um, and it does look good as well because it's sort of that high high sort of res pix, pixels, you know, three D world pixels, which look really good. Um, so yeah, I've been enjoying that. Um, I've been playing a game, the main game I've been playing this week, thanks to Scott, which is my hidden gem this week. So I'll get you to sing in a moment. Um, and I did just play one quick little short game, and I know what you're going to say, George. I done it because I was on 49 platinums, and I wanted to get to 50, so I played a little game. It was only an hour long, called Storm Boy. It actually was quite a sad story, but yeah, I blitzed that in an hour and got the 
We really Platinum. thought you was going to say G1 Jockey then. I thought you was going to say there's a remaster on the PS5. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A real man. I would not want to get the trophies for that. I ain't got the stamina. Um, so, <laughs> so, yeah, and then like I say, the main <laughs> game I played this week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Finger waggle. Uh, main game I played this week is going to be my hidden gem, which is, uh, like I say, thanks to Scott. So that'll be after your intro. So clear your throat, George, and away you go. <laughs> I meant for the song. Oh right! <laughs> I was oh, just uh, trying to get oh. myself mentally attuned. Yeah, Blew the belt back up. <laughs> <laughs> the championship belt. I don't even know if we've got it. Okay, you are you ready? Are we Come playing on, the guessing game as well? After uh, you can't. I, I can't play. Yeah, Scott what? Because you already know. Yeah, I know. Oh, okay. RGT He's like the Lone Ranger mm. Riding on down Wow Bring hidden gems to me Wow You put you put it all in this week That's the Pop-Tarts, isn't it? Did that work out? Because to me it sounded like a dead skunk I don't know how dead skunk <laughs> screams But this dead skunk has been re- reanimated Just to sing the Boone theme tune I think you've gone from sort of karaoke singer To now sort of semi-professional club singer I'd say that's the leap you've made I felt like I was on an expensive You know, all-inclusive cruise package Yeah I really did on the main stage And he was there with his tuxedo And you know Just a light and shining yeah. on him, yeah Sadly, this cruise was a river cruise On the River Ooze Just passing Peterborough <laughs> <laughs> or something like that uh, well, on that rate of increase, I should be threatening number one charts for Christmas next year. So there's something in there for me, if nothing else. Now, pray tell. Give us all, give me, seeing as it's a solo game this week, I have to play it on my own. Yep. Um, developed by Red Phantom Games. Ooh. And I will say, as it's, I played on Switch as it's on theme for this week. It was published by Numskull Games, which is good because we've we've had Darren on. Oh, George is thinking. He is thinking. Go on, George. It's a great game to take to a carvery. Yeah. Oh. That doesn't help, by the way. That's just going to put you off. Oh, yeah. That's taking you right up the wrong path, that yeah. is. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Kind of is it retro? Show. Is it like <sighs> retro pocket racers or something? Oh well, no. It's, I'll tell you what it is. It's gear shifters. That's already mentioned by Scott as he's been playing. Oh, um, I know I realize Numskull made that. Yeah. Um, like I say, I only knew about this from Scott's video, uh, Marathon Gaming on YouTube. Check it out. Um, and as soon as I saw it, he put a clip in. I thought, ooh. Uh, this is this is all about me, and I'd I'd probably describe this as like a cross a side scrolling vehicular combat, but it's a bit of I'd say it's a cross between R type and Spy Hunter. So it's yeah. that side scrolling that you'd have in R type, but it's that sort of Spy Hunter um, vehicle combat, and you can upgrade your car. Side you scrolling, have... but top down, or side yeah. scrolling side yeah. on? No, top down, like old GTA graphics. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Um, and it's so playable. The replayability in it is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I at this 
this game is all me. This and I have every little minute I've had from work. I've got home. You could just jump in. You could do ten minutes before you have your tea. You could do half an hour. It's so good for that. I'm just on the very final boss. I've done all eight main bosses. I'm now on the final wow. boss. Yeah, and I, I keep keep dying just on the Loud third stage, the last stage. I've nearly had him. One little bit of life left. Can't quite do him. I was hoping to get it done for this week, but didn't quite get there. Um, but I will definitely play through that again. There's um, one lesson here, Scott. Never let him have anything nice. He's the sort <laughs> of guy that you lend a game because he wants a quick go. A week later, he throws it back at you. Says Chew it up finished. and spit it out. That's it. <laughs> and then tells you the ending as well. So probably no point because blah, blah, kills blah, blah. And like, oh, oh, I'm not a spoiler. Yeah, I'm not you are. The, the, the fact that you've played it so much, though, it does show how addictive the game is because I found the same thing. I'll do a run. And then I'll be like, finish the run and I'll, you look at what, you know, power-ups you can get. And I thought, oh, maybe if I just buy this guy, I'll get a bit further. And you do another run, you think, oh, maybe if I save money and do this to the car, you can change the speed, yeah. you can get different weapons that fire yeah. backwards, you can get second like, attachments, make the car stronger. Yeah. The amount of things you can do, you know, a bit like Hades, you sort of complete a run and then you go yeah. back to the beginning and you can yeah. add things to make, and you start at the beginning, but you'll find it easier each time. It's the way it's and laid the, out. That yeah, and the good thing super, about this good thing about this game is you play an arcade mode you can play through and yeah. if you die you go back to the start of each mission if you play on like the standard mode it's more of a roguelike so you have your run through and you'll die at the end and then you've got permadeath you die once you're done so it's actually got that you can what's, either play it as an arcade game or you can play it as a as a, as a rogue game what's the story uh it's like a, a post-apocalyptic world you know that standard sort of apocalyptic story but there's factions in different areas and what you do you're a um what's called a gear shifter so you drive goods to certain areas and you get paid for that job for taking these goods but you have to go through faction areas which means you'll have two or three levels to fight these faction cars doing this you know getting this little damage to yourself and then once you've got through the the two or three levels you'll then face their faction boss before you move on to the next area and you work your way across, across the factory the switch immediately oh it's, um, it how is much brilliant. is gear shifters and is um, it in the sale? You could pick it up on. I paid. I got mine from CX on Switch for twenty two pound, I believe. You oh, could pick it, yeah, of course you got. You could pick it up on PS four for ten to twelve pound. Oh, um, but Xbox is digital only, I believe, which is uh, twenty two pound digital. So I'd recommend Switch or PS four version, whatever, whatever you're poisoned, but probably recommend a switch version because like you say it's good for taking on the go and and it's it's very addictive and it is you know sometimes you don't always want a massive story when you're when you're gaming on the go and this one you can just jump in have 10 minutes um and then you know jump back out again so it's ideal so yeah gear shift is absolutely brilliant and thanks scott brilliant recommendation great recommendation perfect okay well i'm going to be sniffing at it after the after this show's finished then we go into the edit suite so I'll immediately start playing it after the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time for an update. Challenge RGT. You said him a game. He'll play it before his tea. RGT. This is a new tune. I'm working. I'm workshopping it, really. I don't know if it's going to stand up in. But you've been challenged to acquire Aquanauts. Yes, which I have I have acquired. I'm waiting for it to be delivered now. So, yes, it is rooting us I don't really me. feel like this has got the legs in it if you have to keep buying these things. And, and you know... Especially rare ones that you can hardly find a PAL version of online, George. Um, but I have found one and I have bought. 
George. So it is on Y. <laughs> Do you ever feel like you want to switch to Rome mode in real life and then DDT someone <laughs> through a table onto yes. a pizza slice? Damn near knock them out. Uh, yeah, most Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> the feeling's mutual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Aquanauts holiday. Might we get an update on that before Christmas? Yes, yes, we will get an update for Christmas. Oh, I um, can't wait to hear your thoughts on that. It probably helps if you squint, play it in a darkened room, and you're... Actually, it's such an obtuse game. I can't wait to get your opinion on it. You might be able to fathom it out, hopefully so. Mm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I always like new games I haven't played, so yeah. Scott, have you ever played Aquanauts Holiday on the PlayStation 1? I haven't. I've not actually, being truthful, heard much about it, to be fair. I remember it being one that I need to check out for a bit of homework. I remember it being maybe on an early demo disc, maybe as a rolling movie. I think when you got, wasn't there a Manta Ray showcase on the demo disc? Yes, there was. I remember that. that. I was trying to think where I knew the name from. And then there was there was something within either a magazine or something like that that sort of said, oh, they're going to use the technology of the Manta Ray in this game, Aquanauts Holiday, and blah, 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 and all these underwater fish, and they're going to have these realistic ecosystems. That might have been the case in 1995, but the reality of playing that game in 2023 is something else. Mm. Yeah, be interesting, but I'm looking forward to playing it. So Good, okay. Well, with all that said and done, I've got that to look forward to. Then I won't be the only person that's played that and G1 Jockey. I'm basically <laughs> just trying to spread the pain around. Uh, <laughs> Scott, before we go into the news, I want to interrogate you about your G1 Jockey. You, now, I've, on one of your videos, you got quite giddy, and rightfully so, about a childhood memory about horse racing games down at South End on Sea. Oh, yes. And, G1 jockey and all that sort of stuff. And I have scavenged the Switch eShop. Mm-hmm. And the only one I can find is that weird mobile spin-off, which is like a G1 jockey game, but apparently hasn't translated very well to uh, being a non-mobile game. And then, are there any other horse racing games on Switch? Training, I'm not even particularly bothered about riding it. I just want to breed a stable of horses, but not have to be like brushing them and feeding them unicorn dust. Because there's lots of games out there where you feed them unicorn dust. There's not many out there where you get them running furlongs ready for Ascot. I think there is one, and I think it is a gem of some sort because there's a game I've been looking out for for quite a while for that scratch that g1 jockey itch which i've had back from 2007 and all i can find is far lap horse racing challenge and i'm just looking now that's um, g1 jockey though the mobile port Mm. is that exactly what it is it's out of stock on every ps4 xbox one switch all out of stock so you know they say no smoke no fire it's got to be brilliant but i think you're right (laughs) other than that all you get is you know, like that silly game I showed earlier, my little riding champion. I don't think there is. There's a market there. If we want to put our heads together and create a rival to G1 jockey, get, uh, Zero, come get up Zorro some, Arts on the blower. This is happening. <laughs> I mean, what would we call it? What sort of name? Maybe we could merge our names together, perhaps. <clears throat> F1 jockey. F1 jockey. GTS jockey. I mean, does it have to be jockey? We can go from a different angle. We can look at it from the perspective of the back of the horse. 
from the tail end, perhaps, or even the hoofs. He <laughs> <laughs> was wondering where I was going with that and thinking, will he bring it back in? No, he didn't. Yeah. He left it out there hanging, waiting mm. for you to take a grab at it, and you, you left me in the air. What about uh, what about elbow deep horse breeder? What would be the concept in that game? What would be the main sort of you know story directive? Sort of talk me through your business plan of career mode. Well, you're basically breeding, and then I don't know whether this would be. Oh no, no. <laughs> Between horses, or he's like my Lex Luthor, isn't he? He knows exactly where I want to go with this, and he lays mm. it all out on the table like a sumptuous banquet. But. Mm. KL son of Krypton is not falling for this, Lex. You want me to tread on that, and I can't. But you'd nope. be breeding horses, possibly through artificial insemination. I don't know, because you don't want to risk your stallion getting up and smashing the back of your young filly, do you? You don't want that with its hooves. They're quite clumsy animals. Uh, so you'd just breed competition winning. <laughs> wow. wow. We might need to put the video out for this one. <laughs> you could breed competition winning animals. But there is something excited about the GGs. There really is. There is. I'm not a massive, you know, I've been horse racing a few times. I'm not a, a massive fan. But for some reason, when there's a game of that, we're like almost like a management sim. You know, you get all these management sims for absolutely everything, don't you? Yeah. You can do pretty much anything you desire. But when it comes down to the actual horse racing games, they're very, yeah, few and far between. There's not much. There's not much. Maybe Have you played the small. PS3? What was the one that you last... I can't believe I'm, I'm very self-indulgent moment. What was the last G1 jockey game you played? Was it on PS2 or PS3 or Xbox 360? I think I think I kept it straight OG and it was all about the Wii. I needed to be involved. I, that was, you know, the VR wasn't around at the time. I had to make my own VR. I said, Mumsy, clear the floor space. I'm about to get down and dirty. And I get literally me, get me the silks. That's it. I, I ordered some riding boots off Amazon, and then um, I put them on, so I felt like I was part of it. I Did you have a like a CRT suspended on bungee cords from the TV, so you could like get your head into it? I did everything. I went on a six-month diet to get my weight down. You know, I'm six foot. I had to lose a bit of weight. Otherwise, the poor, the poor horse would be absolutely struggling. You know, you've got to take it seriously, guys. You know, animal cruelty is something I care very much about. What's so, happened? There, there was no real horsey. Just sat on like a puff at the end of your set E, giving it a full-on bloody ride. I can't imagine you needed to lose weight for that. I got an Ottoman from a second-hand shop. I, I, oh, I like I the way you called it. it an Ottoman. You left me hanging out here to die with the correct name. Absolute <laughs> scoundrel. But, um, I, yeah, I mean, that game that you mentioned, um, just, you know, in case the audience aren't aware, because it might only have been in my local seafront, but... There was a, this wasn't like a game where you ride on or a little arcade. There was multiple screens. It was like being a bookie. So there was loads and loads of screens, like 20 screens. You get a card. It was like a Tamagotchi. You could only have that horse. It was one of one. You bred the horse, did what you did, and you got it. You, you physically got a card you could take with you. And you could leave the arcade, come back next week, you plug it in, and you would race other people in this arcade. And at the end of the month, whoever had the highest up the ladder, you got real money. You got paid real money out of it. It was a real cross between. It was it was really introducing children to gambling. Thinking about it, because it, it had me hooked like Sega bass fishing. I really was all in. As soon as I had my pocket money, I was down there and trying to explain to someone where you're spending the money. It was a real hard. You know, Dad's like Scott. What have you done with that two pound? I said, Dad, I'm about to get some new hay. He's been eating it all in the stable. It's been an absolute nightmare. He's a hungry boy. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, I've just, I don't think there has been something. So I'm hoping there will be. Um, but I'm going to try that far lap um, eventually when it comes back in stock. Maybe How much is it on the eShop? I, I want to hold out. I've waited this long. Let's have a look and see. I don't know if the physical actually exists, so does it? Maybe there's only one copy. Maybe that's what it is. We're all fighting over it. We're not all fighting over it. (laughs) It's $34.99. On the eShop. That is a lot of money for a digital-only game. Especially when you go on iOS and type in Farlap and the same game comes up for free, I believe. But the Go, taking a game on the Go on a phone is more of a toilet experience. But taking a game on the go on a Switch, that's more dignified, mm. isn't it? More dignified. That's kind of like you got the door shut, it's sort of 11 o'clock, you got Euro Trash on the TV and you're under fresh bedding sort of job. Exactly that. Yeah. What? Your TV um, <laughs> programs are the same as mine. I <laughs> I'll leave it there. I can just see the PG just floating away in the distance. There's nothing on PG about what I said. Oh. All good TV back in the day, that was. Very informative. A nice relaxing evening, fresh bedding, nice bit of informative TV show about the European Union. What more do you need? Uh, It's time for the news. We've scoured the very darkest regions of the internet to bring you the latest stories. First up, um, probably should have come up with a new name for that, but uh, here we go. This is the everything you could possibly imagine that I could find that was announced at the Game Awards. So just bear with me because I'm going to dump a lot of information on you. Uh, Go for it. Like, waggle that finger at me, RGT. I did I'll waggle. It off. I know there was a strategic pause there. You gave me the mum look. <laughs> we'll be having words later, young George. And I'm not talking to someone else as I'm talking my own. Uh, Monster Hunter Wilds is happening in 2025. Uh, God of War Ragnarok Valhalla announced free DLC out uh, next week, apparently, on PS5 <laughs> and PS4. That one took me by surprise. Didn't think yeah. we were expecting anything. Then all of a sudden, slip, slap, slop is a little and, bit and of... A, uh, I think it's Rogue as well, isn't it? It is, yeah. apparently, but with story elements as well, detailing Ooh. his sort of mental torment and journey to this point. So I don't know um, what's going to go on with that, but possibly even maybe it's his, a retrospective of his whole life, so we might even see some old-school God of War levels reincarnated, but we don't mm. know. Um PS5 console exclusive Rise of the Ro- Rise of the Ronin, not Rice, although you know could have called it that, couldn't they? Rice of the Ronin out in March 2024. <laughs> uh, that looks okay, but doesn't look as good as I initially thought it did look. Scott, what's your thoughts on Rise of the Ronin? I don't know too much about that game, so I was having a list, look at the list of games on there. There is a few which I am quite excited about, but that is one I know very little about, to be honest with you. Okay, you- well, I was, I mean. It, it's set in all of Japan, apparently, and you know we'll see what comes of that. Um, Final Fantasy 16's first expansion out now on PS5. RGT, have you played that? Nope, not yet. I haven't finished the game. Yeah. <laughs> I Big thought fan you of the game, that. huge. Yeah, no, I didn't finish it. I was, I was a good few hours in. I must go back to it, but it's, it's the same again. It's one of them games where I think, unlike Gear Shift, is we can jump in and out. You need two or three you need hours. The time. Yeah. yeah, and I just don't have... I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back into it because, yeah, I was loving that game so much. Okay. Uh, Insane-looking PS5 action game, Black Myth Wukong. Finally, is an August 2024 release date. Uh, this is one that I wanted mm. to ask you gentlemen about. A new mm-hmm. Crazy Taxi, Jet Set Radio, and more on the way in huge Sega announcement, which included Shinobi, 
uh, and it also included Streets of Rage. Gentlemen, Scott, how do you feel about that? Are you moist? Oh, very, very, very as wet as an otter's pocket, really. Yeah. That crazy nice. taxi game is, I mean, we had a port on a switch, not a port, sorry, I shouldn't say port. It was um, Taxi Chaos, and um, they done a good job of trying to mimic it. It was a good game, but it was a poor man's crazy taxi. It really was. Um, I've played Crazy Taxi recently in arcades. It's one that is still there. Um, there's one in an arcade I was in in London just last week, actually. Um, so I'm really excited for a new version of that. And Jet Set Radio, I, I didn't actually play the second one that was on the Xbox. I only yeah. remember it from the Dreamcast, Dreamcast. I think it was, originally. Mm, yeah. mm. Um, I, I haven't gone back, you know, to play it because... It still looks it. so good. Yeah, it does look very good. I played it fairly recently, and it is controls are a little bit out to what we're used to nowadays. But the actual look of it with that cell shading still looks phenomenal on the Dreamcast. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that's a huge announcement. That really is. That's going to send shockwaves for the community. I because... didn't know whether that was them going. Yet, yeah, do you know what? We've been keeping quiet, but we've got all this ready to go. Obviously, they've got all the yakuza money they need to burn on something. Um, but I also felt like Crazy Taxi and Jet Set Radio give them a free pass on, but wheeling out Streets of Rage, Golden Axe, and Shinobi, it, I don't know whether they've gone, oh, we forgot about these franchises, or they've sort of gone, we're desperate. Throw every single franchise we got left bar Sonic at the wall and see what sticks. Well, Golden we had Axe, Streets of, yeah. Golden Axe is real. Um, me and Bull Border, we, whenever we get out in the Mega Drive, we always play two player Golden Axe. So when I saw that announced, I was quite excited for that. If they make it good, Make it almost like a later version of Gauntlet where you make your way through. Do you know what I mean? That sort of 3D. Sort I of... wonder if nostalgia is going to, because you want it to be X. You want it to be the 3D Golden X that you envisage. Yeah. Next yeah. door, Tommy Smith, he always dreamt that old Golden X would be more of an RPG and he wanted to learn and level up and get mm. stats and do things. My interpretation of Golden Axe might be something else, and so is Scotty's. So I think the danger of returning to these 16 bits, especially after a long time, and then we've had merely mm, had some sort of Golden Axe stuff between, but nothing that's. Yeah, and they it, tried it again, didn't they? There was one. We had Streets of Rage 4, of course, recently. Yeah, that's what yeah. surprised me about yeah. going back to Streets of Rage. I was a bit surprised. But we never got the that. 3D. We never got a 3D. Now, there was that one that was scheduled for the Dreamcast that became Fighting Force, if memory serves, because they applied for the franchise and got turned down, so they made the game anyway. Um, so risky, though, because when you... I mean, like, look this at is Sonic when it went... When Sonic went 3D, I mean, there's still people that just can't get to grips with it. You know, it doesn't quite... It, some things were left better in that format, and there is a real mm. worry that is this one of them. That is the thing. Well, we'll see. Um, let's get back to the list. Legendary Manor series returns with Visions of Manor in 2024. Jurassic Park Survival takes you back to the island of Nublar for first person thrills. Uh, this one tickled my uh, fancy. Uh, Earth-sized MMO Light No Fire is the next title from No Man's Sky Death Hello Games. It looks massive, and it looked to be in the trailer. Someone was, this guy was flying a dragon. Uh, and he went past like this massive flying battleship, which I presume had been created within the game. So I'm sure you'd be able to create ships for exploring the aquatic sections of it, maybe even submarines. We need to see more. I'm interested to see where that goes. Um, Hello Games, I have plenty of time to refine, because it looks a little bit No Man's Sky engine as well, if I'm being honest mm. with you. You can see in the, the way the characters stand and the and 
maybe some of the textures they use. I know they've got their own style, but this really seemed to me like they took the No Man's Sky engine and fed it an Earth-sized planet and said, you know, knock yourself out. Um, Life is Strange. Uh, Dev returns with Lost Records, Bloom and Rage. Dragon Ball Sparking Zero is the new Budokai Tenkache. Uh, looks good on PS5. Dead by Daylight uh, does cinematic narrative horror with the cast. That's my game, Frank that Stone. one. Dead by Daylight. Oh, absolutely. I've played hundreds of hours on that game. I really have. Absolutely mm-hmm. fantastic. That game multiplayer with on the Switch, it's probably the game I've played more than any other game. So friends would come around, bring, you know, their Switch stocks. We'd put other little tellies, plug them in, and then we'll have a good old four-player, you know, multiplayer. That is good fun. Great game. That really is. Mm. There's a recommendation. Um, Ori Devs action RPG No Rest for the Wicked was announced A Brothers A Tale of Two Sons remake is real hits in February Skull and Bones finally actually Skull really has Bones. a release date um, <sighs> did you at Munker be happy about that or not <clears> as the case may be Warhammer 40k Space Marine 2 as if we hadn't had a Warhammer game every week for the last 52 weeks solid we're going to get another one um, it was quite gonna... fault high of though the Space Marine game. I remember playing it and finding it quite repetitive. But a lot of my friends, I remember renting it from Blockbuster. A lot of my friends um, really enjoyed that game. So maybe there was more to it. Um, so I would definitely give that a try when that comes out. Is this a sequel to that? Which one is this RGT? Because I get confused. There's so many Warhammer games. This oh is... yeah, I, this was on the 360 <laughs> Space Marine. I think I've got it. So, yeah, there. that's. I thought they already had a sequel. So I don't know if it's the same or what. Who even knows? Um, it says Space Marine Two, so maybe it was a different diary. There was just a Space Marine game. I thought. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, there was a Space Marine one. Yeah. What was that called, RGT? Do I need to fetch that great big box? Down? I want the one I give you, the massive yeah. PS3 that makes you feel like you're really small. Makes you feel like a borrower. Makes you feel like I'm in a, a Zoom call. It was call just Scott. Space Marine, wasn't it? Wasn't it just Space yeah, Marine? Yeah, I'm, um, I'm trying to look at it here without breaking my neck doing a 180. It's just called Space Marine. It really, yeah. The same title, yeah. Mm. Interesting. Um, As, Doug, As Dusk Falls gets a PS5 and PS4 port out in March. Usual uh, Drew... Forget that. I don't even know. I can't. I look at that and think I can't even say it. Uh, Have a sip of water and try again. Senua Saga Hellblade Two. We'll get a 2024 release window. I've just given up on it. To be fair, that's so weird. That, that Senua Saga. Sorry to interrupt. That's um, that's seemed to have been in the works for ages. Didn't it? They weren't that announced when the new gen come out consoles. I know, but that's not that long if you think about it. It's three years. Three years, though, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's got a 2024 release window. <laughs> I think it looks great, and I'm excited to see what comes of that. Obviously, that'll be an Xbox exclusive. Uh, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League spotlights his brainwashed heroes in latest trailer. Uh, I don't know. That kind of, they've watered down some of the more egregious elements that people complained about in the trailer. Uh, whether that means they've watered them down in the game, who knows? Uh, Persona Dev's new RPG metaphor, Re-Fantasio. <laughs> They've literally sat and decided to come up with as many things as they can to trip me up. Um, looks amazing. Comes out in fall 2024. Prince of Persia, the Lost Crown story trailer reveals playable pre-launch demo. Surprise, free-to-play shooter, the finals has just released on PS5. Guilty Gear Strive shoots to kill with Elfelt, new three-player team battles. Twisted Metal's entertaining TV Adaption will return for a second season. Brutal PS5 action RPG, the first Berserker, gets first gameplay. Persona 3 Reload gets a gorgeous new gameplay trailer. 
Extraction shooter Exoborn forecasts extreme weather conditions. The first descendant touches down in summer 2024. Tales of Kenzera Zhao is a stylish actual action. No. Oh, you were doing well. You were on a run then. I was. Uh, I was on the final furlong. Um, <laughs> from EA Originals. Thrasher is a mesmerizing cosmic racer from the artist behind Thumper. OD Hideo Kojima reveals his game trailer called OD. It's weird. You know it was going to happen. Be a weird detective. Um, detective mystery, The Rise and the Golden Idol, uncovers the truth in 2024. Gentlemen, quite a stack of mm. veritable treats mm-hmm. announced. Scott, yeah. you're the guest. What's got you, in your own words, wetter than an otter's pocket there? Well, the, the I do want to try the 40k Warhammer game. I do want to give that a go. Like I said, Dead by Daylight, there's a lot of updates on there. Um, but I do spend too much time on that game. I really do. I haven't played it for two weeks. That's probably the longest stint in a while. That is one I keep putting on on pretty much every console. Um, Twisted Metal, one of my favourite PlayStation games, but I haven't um, checked out this TV show yet. Um, I do want to really check that out but i'll tell you what threw me off a little bit was when you said thrasher and then you finished the um the description of the game the comic race i was thinking of um do you remember that skateboarding game that sort of rivaled me tony too. hulk from rockstar yeah. i was thinking thrasher the skate that's what came to my head really so i think it was like a thrasher skate magazine licensed by Werner that was supposed yeah to be it was a skater design wasn't it correct yeah. me if i'm wrong brand but I also thought of Motion Thrasher, the headbangers, the WWE tag team. <laughs> yes. yes. Wow. <laughs> Who are in Wrestling Empire, BTW. <laughs> are those the, um, I'm thinking of the Bushwhackers. There's these kind of like 90s rock fans who, you know, they wore like spiked neck collars and a like the Legion of Doom. Nine inch nails t shirts and they came down in a kilt because, you know. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? That's what but I think. Is. I think for me, it's the um, it's a Sega announcement. I mean, I've only heard sort of how I get all my gossip secondhand, which is the best way because you get a bit of Chinese whispers added at the end, and you get a bit more. <laughs> you don't know which is truth and which isn't. Um, I love yeah, it. Yeah, hypes I, um, himself up by listening that's to bad. It. I, I don't want to. I don't want to read the original from the actual. You know, the journalists it's announced. I like to hear the the rumors that are going around, and that one I think stands out to me. But obviously, it's someone that loves retro-inspired games that can't, you know, box up these old consoles. It's interesting to see them living on and making a return. So, I mean, what about yourself, RGT? What pops out for you out of those? Uh, I'm with you. Definitely the Sega announcement. Um, I'm a bit worried, like George said, because what we have in our minds, what they're going to make and what they make might be two completely different things. But just that they're making the effort to bring them back has got me excited. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm all over that. Any of them, really. Golden Axe, hopefully that'll be two-player and me and Bob Border can play that because I would... I'd if it to... isn't, then it's a crime that they know yeah. that they're committing on the way in, if it yeah. isn't. And it yeah. need, and I, I I genuinely believe it will be. Yeah, Whether it it's be. split screen or not, that's where I don't know. Yeah. I had a friend message me the other day. He says, oh, I'm just sat down with my mate. What sort of split screen games have we got? And I'm like, mm, none. Mm. Yeah, back, isn't it? It really is. Yeah, Couch how will is pretty much dead, isn't it? Really, it's mm. it's a shame. But I don't know. You can do like gears. You hand play games, can't you? Like gears, like couch co-op. But it's not. Yeah, he's right. got it's a, on the... He's got a PS4 only. So finding that specific game 
was was at the moment at the moment for split screens everyone's got huge tvs 50 inches on the wall when we had split screen back in the day we was working off of a Mm. you know a 10 inch small pizza box that we was playing Uh, what am I excited about? I'm excited about a new Crazy Taxi. I'm excited about a new Jet Set Radio. The other Sega games, we will we will see. Um, I'm quite interested to see what the um, God of War DLC is. I'm quite excited about Monster Hunter Wilds. I feel like the PS4 games needed a true sequel. I know that they kind of got dumbed down and sequelized um, with the Switch one, which is still great, but it's a bit of a different experience. Um, I'm very excited by Light No Fire. I'm a little bit disappointed that it's an MMO. I do like a single-player game, but you know, if we're not forced into teams and these are just people that we might stumble across, I'm cool with it. I'm kind of ex- I'm kind of intrigued about Life is Strange. Um, Dev returning with Lost Records, Bloom and Rage. We'll see. We'll see what comes of that. Um, Skull and Bones is is absolutely dead to me. If you're going to do a naval simulator, make it realistic or don't bother at all. Um, or don't announce it 10 years before you actually release it. Don't announce it 10 years before swinging off a, a game that came out literally 10 years ago. Um, embarrassing. Um, I'm quite excited to see how Hellblade 2 rocks out. I mean, that looks phenomenal. And I think I still need be... to play that. I hear so much about the original. Um, but yeah, I still not got round to that one yet. A lot of their games have been really high quality so to see them sort of push on with exclusive money maybe as well behind it would be interesting to see what comes of it um persona 3 reload pretty good i mean how many times do i need to buy that game um i get lost the amount of persona games there are though do you know there's just so many even on the you know on the switch there's so many of those games floating around i do feel they're a bit too too consistent with that one almost a bit like the pokemon games where there's so many you know you're playing one and another one comes straight out um but all these announcements to one side at the game awards the reason why everyone rocked at the game awards was to find out who won what um and soon as i got my teeth in gentlemen i'll i'll rattle through these for you and you can give me your your opinions one way or the other Baldur's gate 3 game of the year uh, and best performance by neil newborn best community support best rpg and best multiplayer is that well deserved, gentlemen? I don't think there's a game that captured much more headlines. No, than that. I think I think we all knew that it's going to be going to be that. I think from the start. Scott, yeah. are you like me? You've not bought Baldur's Gate three on PS five, but you know what? You've certainly gone on the e shopped and looked on that deal for Baldur's Gate one and two because that might be a great way to take <laughs> the Baldur's yeah, Gate exactly that. that. I've seen I've seen the. Um, yeah, yeah I've done that as well. Together. I've yeah. done that as well. Yeah. But I know they're great games, you know, a bit like Diablo in the series. You know you know what you're getting. They are going to be a good game every time. This show always reminds me that when I thought I was being weird, I was actually not. Uh, or at least well, as odd as you two gentlemen. Uh, I'm sure the <laughs> listeners will chime in as well, and hopefully they'll say they've done that too. Uh, yeah. Alan Wake 2 wins Best Game Direction, Best Narrative, and Best Art Direction. Final Fantasy 16 won best score and music. I, I thought this was well deserved as well, and I, I think this is this is fair play. Hi-Fi Rush got best audio design. Mm, yeah. um, the way that plays and in, integrates with the graphics is, is fantastic. Forza Motorsport won the innovation in accessibility stroke best sport stroke racing. <sighs> what about MLB? Hmm? Uh, Cheer 
won Games for Impact. Cyberpunk 2077 won Best Ongoing. If you don't release it first, well, at least you're going to pick up one trophy. <laughs> yeah. Best ongoing. Uh, see a star. Suspended five years fixing it. <laughs> yeah, they were going. They were gunning for that from the start. Yeah. Um, see a stars quite rightly won best indie game. Uh, Cocoon won best debut indie game. Honkai Star Rail won best mobile game. Resident Evil Village VR mode won best VR stroke AR game. As if there's anything else out there. This one surprised me. Armored Core Six: Fires of the Rubicon won the best mm. action game. Um, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom won best action stroke adventure. What's your thoughts on that, gentlemen? Scott, are you you're a you're a Switch Mastodon. You change your name by deed poll to Switch. But we call you Scotty. I don't know why we continue to still do that. And what do you think? <laughs> I thought you could add more to that. You yeah, I thought it was going to be Switch Scotty, but it's Switch. No, 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 no. That no, was no. it. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it simple, right? Yeah. Uh, what, do you, what do you make of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom winning Best Action Stroke Adventure? Are you down with that? Have you played it? I, I think I think we know that's, you know, rightly deserved so. I've played uh, Breath of the Wild, haven't gone as far in as most people have. Um, I have got Tears of the Kingdom, and it is still downstairs in the plastic, Ooh. locked up, awaiting. Because I know that that is a game you cannot just pop in for a quick no. five minutes after work. So I need to clear a little bit of backlog first uh, mm. before I jump on it. But you know, I know that that is a great journey that's going to be well deserved when I finally get to play it. Elliot, if you're listening, um, turn your volume up. Scott, where's your Tears of the Kingdom game? It is um, right now um, from where I am in the home. I'd say it's about 40 metres south of me uh, in the lower section of the Scots Dungeon, if you will. Wow. Um, It's in plastic on the floor, protected by two Christmas elves on the fireplace. So it's sealed. It's it's more sealed than a seal at SeaWorld. It really is. (laughs) That's a lot of seals. I don't know. I had some sort of weird bloody facial tick off the back of that. Uh, so Elliot's probably got more than a facial tick on the back of a sealed Tears of the Kingdom waiting downstairs. Street Fighter Six won Best Fighting. Super Mario Brothers Wonder won Best Family. Uh, you've been playing Super Mario Brothers Wonder, Scott. Is that a deserved title? Does it bring the family together around the Switch? Yes. Yeah, so I, I saw that on there and I thought, that's an interesting choice. And then it dawned on me. Um, my friend has messaged me about... He said, I had to get on with the game. I said, yeah, it's really good. You know, I can see why people are very excited about it. It's a great Mario Bros game. Um, and he said, oh, I'm going to, once I've got it, I'll give you a shout so we can play. And I was like, hold on a minute. So I think it is a four-player, like you know, like co-op where you can play along together. And I said, ah, that is going to bring a great angle to it. So I haven't been able to experience it in its full capacity to that extent. But from what I have played of it solo on my own, pre-Toby Carvery, I've had a swell time of it. I really have. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad we cleared up the, the mental state of you while playing. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Keeley, if you're listening, I know where you live, because uh, in previous series, we've we manned us uh, a campaign to put signs in your garden. Um, I, pl- I do beg your pardon, Jeff Keeley, but we are in your garden. Uh, Pikmin 4... I know where you live, Big Jeff. Gets big sim and strategy, yet you've completely ignored. I know it was out on PC, right? But it came to PS5 this year. Anno 1800 wins best sim stroke strategy. Strategy? I don't know what that is. It's like a a vitamin, chewable Uh, vitamin. 
Um, <laughs> Last of Us, HBO's best adaption for a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Final Fantasy VII, most anticipated. <laughs> what what year is it? Uh, Iron Mouse, content creator of the year. Valorant, best esports game. <laughs> That's got hurt. That has. Mumsy, fetch me the Chinese menu and a couple of lemon. <laughs> Water. Yes. Lee Faker Sang Hyuk. He's probably Korean. Don't, Mumsy, just don't. All right, it's on air. Best esports athlete. JD Gaming, best esports team. Christine Potter Chi, best esports coach. 2023 League of Legends World Championship best esports event. We're done. We're out. We're safe. Nothing too flagrant was said. Well done. I can't really zero in on the... Going to move on. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In other news. Especially <laughs> with the spade, Mother, because yeah. you know, I'm digging now. I want to get deeper quicker. Absolutely yeah. perfect. Brilliant. And back to the studio. In other news, uh, gentlemen, before we get out the back end of this and we get deep into Scott, um, got to ask you, is there anything in there that surprises you? Is there anything in there you think's undeserved? Answers on a postcard. Pikmin 4 is the correct answer. Anno 1800 is the correct real winner. Is there anything on there other than that flagrant disrespect by Jeff? Is there anything else in Jeff? Is there anything else in there that... Um, I thought Armoured Core was a surprise. I thought Armoured Core was a surprise, but what Especially would you put in for, its place? Oh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, for for year where there were so many good games, I, I was quite surprised that that slid in there as best action game. It's a lot of action games about, isn't there? But would you have expected Armoured Core Six, Fires of Rubicon, to maybe be supplanted by something like Spider Man Two or hundred mm. percent? To be honest, yeah. with you. but I, I'm being biased because I haven't had the opportunity to play. Both. I've only played Spider-Man, so mm. I would have thought so. I would have thought so. Mm. I was surprised. I think um, it reviewed better, but obviously that um, probably doesn't mean everything in a in an award ceremony. Perhaps no. some gaming politics, which we might not want to dwell into in case a red dot goes up our body and we get assassinated from some developer, but you <laughs> never know. That's why we record in a bunker and you're recording in your... Dungeon, I think, yeah. as you described it. Previously. Double level dungeon. A double Mumsy. level. Mumsy, put the steel barricades up. We'll go. <laughs> are you sh- are you in the dungeon with me? Rick's bayonets. I wonder what is echoing. We've got the same Mumsy. I didn't realise. This is amazing. Um, she obviously picked a much more handsome father for, for Scott <laughs> than me. Um, there you go. Can't have it all, can you? Um, Community corrections. Did we miss anything? Do you have an opinion or take on the news that we missed? If so, RGT, how would they how would they get in contact with us? And mention everything by the Discord, because I've got something special for the Discord planned. Well, it's uh, questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com, or you can DM us on Instagram or Twitter. Scott. Yes, sir. Sir, don't Where call else? him sir. That'll go to his head if you call him sir. Don't call him sir. That's how a... two gentlemen recognise each oh, other and address no. each other. Now we will speak to each other in formal terms. Told you. Sir Scott, how would you, if you were out there 
and you heard about this Discord ramble, uh, and it's free, and and you, you let's go on a journey. You know, you join the Discord. Sure. Is it a, is it a scary place? Thank you for the question, my prince. Let me continue to describe it now. <laughs> a bit oh, like dear. a bit like my you know YouTube channel. I don't widely advertise it. You know, I am on all modern devices like MySpace, LimeWire, Kazar. You know, I'm down with the kids. Um, and I don't go <laughs> around telling people. <laughs> I don't go around telling people about my YouTube channel because, to be honest with you, I only want the cool kids coming to my page. I don't want it full with losers. So. A bit like that, the disco. It's just where the cool kids hang out. There's some great, great sections in it. There's absolutely everything. There's even food delights. There's pets being shared. Everything is in there. And it is, I mean, I've said it before. Two's <laughs> up on RGT's dog. <laughs> <laughs> and what a small dog it is. It really is. It is a hot dog. It is a hot dog. Literally um, pick it up, throw it about, throw it down. You're done. No, the community is absolutely great. There is some friends in there. Um, lifelong friends to be made in there. There is absolute great chat. It's just a great place to be with like-minded people and fans of the show. Games are shared and exchanged, and you know people drop different discounts and deals. Um, I mean, it's everything. It's a labyrinth of a gaming haven. It really is. There is everything in there. I could talk about it for days, but we've only got a short period of time. The way my brain works, you said Haven, and all I could think of was Shaven Haven, my favourite magazine from the mid-90s. Uh, okay, with that all said... Remember seven... the scratch and sniff that was on page wow. 14? Do you remember that on the September edition that came out? Mine's still sealed. I've never opened any of them. I've never took I... them out of the safety bag. I've got a used one here, but I can't seem to get page 32 and 33. They seem to be, for some reason, stuck together. No idea how that happened. Mm. But I must have spilt a hot cup of tea on it, perhaps. Yeah, or, or thrown some PVA all over it, whichever, yeah. whichever suits. Funny you say that. I've got PVA glue right here to hand. That might be why I probably shouldn't store this next to my stack now, of classic magazines. Now, tell me, magazines. before I get sort of lost in that, you got your PVA there. Is that for box repairs, good sir? Can I be brutally honest with you? I yes. don't know how long it's been on a table. I don't know where that come from. I'm thinking maybe the elves have moved things around again. I don't know what they get up to in the evening. Um, I, I'm not doing arts and crafts. So I haven't stuck anything together. Oh, I, think... I thought it might be from a, because I love uh, a good box repair. I love to take something that someone else hasn't loved and then put it back together into almost showroom condition. I think the reason why I've kept this here, because Christmas is coming around soon, and we all know what happens is every year we don't like to ask for it, but we need... You know, we need new underwear. They've been worn out throughout the years. Now, as it gets to December, I sort of struggle waiting for these gifts to come in. So I normally get a bit of PVA glue um, and I basically just try to repair any holes from the damage of the past year, you know, any wear and tear. And that is what the glue is for. Mm. When your boxer shorts run out, gentlemen, when they wear out, do you... Where are we going here? Do you find they wear out right at the bottom area? where a man's testes might swing? Or do you wear out in other places? Because I find mine end up worn out there. And then sometimes you'll pull them up and you'll pop through. <laughs> I mean, well, maybe most people would have bought new ones by now, but, you know, I kind of refuse. 
when mine starts to wear out, I um, get uses out of them. So I'll open up the loft hatch and I will chuck them up in the loft because it's just insulation. It adds to it. <laughs> um, but I've been in the house for quite a long time. I am worried that when I go to move house and a surveyor comes around, he may go to check the, you know, the loft insulation and check, you know, the structural trusses, if you will, and they might find 700 pairs of old briefs. There is a possibility that might happen at one day. I'll have to never move house. Wow. So I still haven't had an answer to the question. I don't know whether it's just peculiar to me, the crotch wearing. I'm nervous about you, but just what I would suggest is don't move or move immediately just to see the estate agent's response to said pant heaven. Um, scary thought. RGT, if you know about where pants wear and why, let us know in the Discord. That's the sort of conversation I want to see happening in there a bit more now. Um, most people are above the age of at least 12, I would imagine. Maybe more. Um, I'll back myself into a you have, Yeah, yeah I just wanted to see where you're going now. Just let you ramble on about your water. One place you should never put me, ever is in a trap, even of my own devising. So I'm coming out, drop the sucking cog, sock and cog. <laughs> right, edit that bit. My God. No, leave it in. Leave it in. It's all my shame all at once. Hang on, look, before, now. before you embarrass yourself even more, um, I will just say I've got November's comment of the month winner. As we know, Scotty Boyd Air won October's one. Yes. Yeah. So what did you pick as your prize? Or did you get both? I went for the T-shirt, of course. It hasn't no, arrived yet. No, it's being printed as we speak, but it'll be there probably back next week, I expect. So, um, but anyway, um, unfortunately, I say unfortunately, not unfortunate for uh, the winner, but um, have I won? No, um, and you're not going to. Um, <laughs> you've already got a T-shirt. Um, this was picked or suggested for by the community, but Boba Mine says George four. on it. Yeah, that's your name. Um, that's just so you don't forget. Um, so <laughs> you better put it in mirror writing, mate, because I'll call myself Egg Rog if you're not careful. <laughs> Brilliant. Um... <laughs> Scott's walked in with like a sort of some sort of verbal brain disease, and it's affected us both of it. I've lost the ability to speak. I just said suck conks. I don't even know what that means. Yeah, you're done. We haven't even got to the meat of the show. Jeez. Right. Anyway, sorry, I'll get back on track. Uh, the winner is C. Pliskin, who managed to write a complete uh, essay um, of a comment, which um, I'm not going to read, but it is on the Discord because it's massively long and everyone will get bored. But well done, C. Pliskin. You have won. If you would like a T-shirt, let me know. DM me your size and address and I'll post it to you. Or you could pick a £10 top-up or store voucher for your choice for PlayStation, Xbox, or Switch. But just Did I mention over the Christmas period I'm planning on flying over the Pacific Ocean in a rather rickety-looking aeroplane that possibly may or may not crash, and that comment possibly may or may not end up on a special edition of episode of the show? Um, I can't remember if you mentioned that or not, actually. Yeah, I'm just I'm thinking, of, you know, you know, hmm. flying over near the Pacific where there might be a lot of Islands, mm, uninhabited, right. sort of desert islands. Yeah, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. That will be good. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, well done, T. Pliskin. So yeah, just let, let me know, DM me, and uh, we can get your prize sorted. So we're now well up to date. Yes, we're now we're now back up to date. So then, just in the new year, I will announce December's one. So we are. I'm back on course. Anyway, carry on, George. Well. 
we've reached the center of the show. The sort of wet liquid that descends your throat halfway through a locket. It's that moment. Marathon Gaming's here. Now, he's a celebrity on YouTube. He's doing the rounds. We've met him at a couple of conventions there. One thing that strikes you about him, not only is he's a tall chap, but he's also devilishly handsome. And he looks too cool to be into video games, I'll be honest with you. He looks like the sort of guy that would be on the front of GQ magazine holding a T-shirt tight around his neck. Um, <laughs> but he's he's actually into games, which is, which is staggering. What's next staggering is you can glimpse this beauty if you go on YouTube, Marathon Gaming. Now, the quip at the start of the show, about how he just takes his time. He's the, he's the bull at the hill that saunters down and gets all the games. I'm the bull at the top of the hill that runs down and probably gets one, you know, using that using that analogy. Um, but his YouTube channel is awesome, comes out every single show. He's there, he's happy, he's, he's either touring a convention or he's sat down walking you through these different games that he's acquiring or recommending. The man's a mastodon. But he seems to have a PhD in what I would call Switch. He is like our professor of Switch. And we've brought him on because the rumors of the Switch 2, Switch probably looking a little bit long in the tooth. You're wondering if you haven't got one already or if you've got one, do I need to get it out of the cupboard? What do I need to do? Oh, I don't know. And and my recent love for the Switch has sort of piqued my interest in all things Switchified. And through the medium of the Switch, me and Scotty have get to know each other a little bit more intimately. And I can't think of anyone better um, to take over RGT's position on the show. Uh, Switch frames, switch frames. Is that what happens? You're going to do your dirty like Vince McMahon. You're done. Stow cold, stun a boom. This feels uh, like I was in a plot of Wrestling Empire at one point. Yeah. It was building yeah. me up. And I thought, at some point, one of us is getting chopped down here. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me on. I've really enjoyed my time on the show. And... <laughs> No worries. Okay, Scott. (laughs) So we brought you here um, and we want to talk to you about why owning a Switch in 2023 is still a cracking idea and why buying a Switch in 2023 is such a cracking idea. We're going to talk people through maybe some consoles. We're going to talk people through some accessories and we're going to talk through people on some good games to take on the go. Sir, where would you like to, well, first of all, thank you again so much for joining us and and actually offering up your spare time to create this guide, which we think the listeners will find quite useful. If they're not on the Switch train now, they'll at least have a third-class ticket by the time this show's done. I would like to think they will be. I would like to dive straight in. The first section I would say uh, where to start with is to look and talk about the Nintendo exclusives because. But like a lot of these modern consoles, you know, people get a bit disappointed with some of the lack of content, like from the, you know, on the PS5, with the amount of games that's on there. Obviously, the Xbox Series X is great because you've got the Game Pass. But with the Switch, the exclusive games on there, I mean, just to dwell, dwell into some of the lists on here, I mean, starting at the top with some of the big ones, like Mario, there is, even if it's not your franchise or your game, there will be a game that is because there is, I think, in excess of 15 Mario titles of some extent that have come out on the Switch. It might sound hard to believe, but we've obviously had golf, we've had tennis, we've had Paper Mario and Rabbids, we've got obviously Mario Kart, Mario Maker, the actual main Mario games, but you've got Mario Party. There are so Mm. many 
alterations and spin-offs, there is something, think of how many games that is, just based around one, you know, one character, of how many they made to get out. They're all good quality ones. There will definitely be a game of some sort, which you do like. Super Mario RPG is one I've been playing lately. Um, and obviously the super new Super Mario Bros, which has come up winning lots of awards. So that's obviously got a lot of meat in the game. Now, there are other games which I prefer, like myself, more than Mario. It's like Kirby. So we've actually had three Kirby games since mm-hmm. the Switch's life's been out, and they've all been absolutely fantastic. Um, I think Kirby and the Forgotten Land, that was my actual um, number one pick for best Switch game um, back in 2022. So this time of year, I normally do a video before the end of the year saying what my best games are and you know hidden gems from the year. And that Kirby game was one which came up. Um, a lot of people did agree on that as well. Um, and then one of the reasons why I got the Switch in the first place was the Pokemon, because with Pokemon games, other than the originals, which I played, I, all the others missed me by, for whatever reason, whether I was chasing girls or playing football at the park, I didn't play any of the games in between, um, you know, from Red and Blue. I just played the originals. So when I heard that they actually made a modern one with Let's Go, they had the um, Pikachu and the Eevee, I, that is when I made a decision to get the Switch, and I got the um, the dock, which has a little Pikachu and Eevee on it, and I played that game you know, a good 30 hours to complete the story. That was fantastic, but we have been spoiled. I thought, that's great, a modern Pokemon game, but we've had Diamond, Pearl, Sword, Shield, Violet. We had Pokemon Let's, you know, a new Snap one as well. Um, that was a fantastic underrated puzzle game. It really is. That's not just a kiddies game. That was a great game on the 64. So seeing that come back out. But yeah, we've had 10 Pokemon games. I mean, has the Switch been out five years yet? It might have just been five years. That's 10 games. That's a lot. They've really been spoiling us. And some of them are really good. And if you're not a fan of Pokemon games, um, Pokemon Legends Arceus, I would describe that. If you think, oh, no, it's childish. You know, that was a a bit late, uh, you know, for me, when Pokemon came out, so you don't know much about it. That would be the entry-level game, I'd say, because Pokemon Legends Arceus, that is a bit like Pokemon meets Breath of the Wild. There is a lot to that game. There's a lot of exploration, and it's a free open world to roam around in. I don't know if you guys have, have played that one, but that is a standout That's the one that's me. got slightly different catching mechanics to it, isn't it? And it's set yeah. it's chron- chronologically in the Pokemon universe. This is maybe the earliest entry we will get, sort of, almost cataloging the start of the Pokemon universe with the catching of pocket monsters, Pokemon, and taming them to work in the real world. That's my takeaway from Arceus. Is that right? It's it's absolutely fantastic. It really is a good game. And I haven't even finished that one. There was a lot more to it. Um, And with a lot of the Nintendo games, they are really good at bringing out extra content. Now, I was a bit gutted because when Sword and Shield came out, I had to rebuy them. Before I decided to collect physical for the Switch, I was quite clever in my tactics. I would buy a physical game on the day of release, like pre-order it. I would play the absolute pants off the game, wearing out like my boxes in the loft, and I would complete the game <laughs> as quick as possible. That way I could sell the game pretty much on eBay for £5 or £10 cheaper than brand new. And I used to go like pancakes on Pancake Day. They really did. People were snapping them up. And so I was effectively renting a game. But I did it with Pokemon Sword and Shield, sold the game. Next thing you know, they brought out some DLC. So I had to go back and buy the game. So they do carry on supporting them, which is great. One question I've got for you, just to interrupt. When you bought your Switch, were you actively gaming on modern consoles at the same time? Or were you coming out of what I would call your dark ages? 
No, I had a bit of an absent period. So the last console I had before that was an Xbox One, but I was playing the same games on there. I think I was just playing like Rainbow Six Siege, you know, some online multiplayer games, you know, like your FIFA, your Call of Duty. I wasn't exploring games. So for me, the Switch has got me back into gaming again, other than the retro stuff. I wasn't nice. really keeping up mm. with with the games at all until I jumped on with a Switch. Um, but yeah, like get Zelda. Obviously, Breath of the Wild. Now we've got um, Tears of the Kingdom. So we've had Link Awakening, Skyward Sword. There's been... I mean, when you go through the list, like Pokemon Zelda, Kirby, Mario, Animal Crossing was a huge game. I mean, that came out at the right time for... We had it in lockdown, didn't we? That was a real... That saved a lot of people from insanity. That really did. Fire Emblem, another big franchise. Engage, we've had Free Houses, Free Hopes. They're really good games. Even Warriors is out now. you know, there's been some other games which I'm not so much into, like Splatoon, but I know um, there are great games. There's been some great big franchises coming back. Metroid um, carrying on, obviously. Metroid Dread, there were some great games of those came out. There's some massive ones like Super Smash Brothers and obviously your Mario Kart, huge games like that. Um, and then there's a, there's so many franchises. You even think there's, like we had um, Astral Chain. That was a really good game, quite cinematic as well. Donkey Kong's carried on. Um, with like all the country games have been carrying on with there. We have Bayonetta. There is a lot just looking on at the exclusives, um, which I think just even without talking about other things, which we're going to get into, just on the exclusives alone, like if we just stop there and just stop talking, that would probably persuade a lot of people to get a Switch because they probably didn't realise just how many good games there are. A lot of people think the Switch is just a game that gets ported over and downgraded, but it isn't. They have got their own strong franchises. And everyone says, oh, with Mario's being shut back out and being reused and they need to come up with, um, you know, something else. But they're making good games of them. They haven't dipped in quality. And if it isn't broke, why would you fix it? There is mm. so many franchises that are going on so strong. Um, and Nintendo are a very, very successful business. They know what they're doing. Uh, I mean, I don't know if there's any of those franchises which stand out to you guys. Um, favorites for me obviously you picked up as i've had switches around the house but the younger family members have been using them and you know i've had some time on them but never really sort of picked it up and walked off with it um until i got my own and i got my own through the medium of the discord adam the artist has put up a very generous offer and i i leapt at it to be honest with you um and the games that i still want to pick up that you've listed there stuff like astral chain um three um <clears throat> uh three houses i want to pick up um there's i still haven't picked up mario wonder i haven't picked up tears of the kingdom um one game that i really enjoyed that kind of slipped off your list and because of the plethora of stuff on there i should imagine why but louise luigi's mansion 3 was one that i really enjoyed yeah yeah, yeah that's um, one of my fav- one of my favorites in the system fantastic game. mario um um mario I've forgotten the name of it now. Must have been great. The 3D Mario game. Uh, yeah, 3D Galaxy. World. Galaxy. Yeah, oh, Galaxy. Yeah. Uh, no, not Galaxy. Odyssey. 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 Yeah. Throwing his hat around, wasn't he? Yeah. That that was phenomenal. Um, I still need to go back and I'm on the last because they brought the they brought the retro back into it, didn't they? Later on, there was aspects where it went to do when you was playing it. You know that section where you go to that city, which in the trailers everyone sort of balks at, including myself, but then when you play along the building and you go through to the 2D Mario levels and then you end up on the rooftop sort of simultaneously to the crescendo of a jazz song 
uh, they're just so clever. And you, you're right. You'd think that most people would be like, well, Mario, something mud or dry, Pokemon or something mud or dry. Pick them up, put them in the machine and play them because they're hitting all the high notes you expect them to hit. And these exclusives, as you say, a lot of console developers would kill for maybe one or two They of would those. cut off their right arm just to get a piece of that pie. They really so the, the think, tank and, think Tank at Nintendo is still working perfectly. They kind of know their audience, but they also know their historic players, but they also know how to construct a game that will take someone who's never really played a game before all the way through to finishing the last boss. And I don't think really... Nintendo's been around a long time and somehow in some way, shape or form, no matter what camp we threw our hats down in as children, there was always that Nintendo allure. And I think the Switch is almost like the crown jewel in that. He kind of yeah. celebrates the yeah. history while also opening the door to everyone and saying, but there's also all this. Now you're going to get into it, but once you start flicking through the eShop or your local game store and realize the breadth of stuff you can get on this console, uh, indies especially, it's phenomenal. Um, what's your next little um, nugget for us, good sir? What you got? Well, even just you saying then about, um, you know, you've got Switch, you know, putting about throughout the house. That's another thing which I find so like versatile with the Switches. Like I've got some, you know, PS5, Series X downstairs, Xbox. They're in the lounge. They stay in there. I'm not yeah. going to pick up a system, unplug it, and bring it upstairs into the games room. However, Nintendo Switch... Not only is it a cheaper console to own for your family, but it's more versatile in the respect that you can have it multi-room without needing... I know people that have got two Xboxes, you know, for separate kids' bedrooms, or one downstairs, one upstairs. You can get a Switch dock very cheaply hmm. off CEX. You can get one cheaply off eBay. I've got a few docks. I take one on holiday with me. I could even plug into... I don't need to do it, you know, handheld. I can dock it if I don't want to play it to go. And I'll keep one up in the games room, one downstairs. So if, you know, for some reason, I don't want to play downstairs, want to play upstairs, you just move your switch. You just take it out and you put it in a dock. And I think that gets so overlooked. When people see how easy it is, because the amount of times, you know, you might have like a child, you know, your son wants to play a game, but you're watching football on the big screens and they sit there sulking. They could just pick up that switch and they can sit there, plug their headphones in, or they can actually take it up into another room, put it in a dock. You don't need to spend... 300 400 yeah. pounds get another console. I think for me as well I think you know when you're playing that big game on your PS5 or Xbox Series X and you go on holiday you're on holiday thinking oh, I can't wait to get back and play that game carry on I'm loving that game and that is and I know people you know and we joke with George saying this great to have on the go but I had it this you know this year we went to Cornwall and I was about 15 hours into Tears of the Kingdom that's just you know your dock takes up so little space in in, in a bag take your dock with you i even had a which we'll get onto on accessories i have a little stand that i use for the screen take my main yeah. controller and i just carried on playing you know tears of the kingdom on holiday with me it's you know it's that versatility that is so good because you are taking the big games with you whereas before you'd have a your handheld games went alongside your console now your console does come with you it is a handheld and it is a console and that's the thing that's really i think up to me to me that's been the game changer throughout the history of the show of I played a lot of PlayStation and I also wanted to have some sort of continuation of that experience. So I was either playing PSP or PS Vita, but you're not taking the big game. And now these, these had remote play to some extent, and that's probably about as successful as a, a no legged dog, if I'm honest with you. But um, the switch was one of those moments where I'm playing the game on the TV 
and the way my life is, it's like, all oh, right, okay, I need to pack or whatever it is. Instead of saying sayonara to the game, I just, as you say, RGT, pick it up. And the thing about the switches, maybe I've got a big ass, I don't know, but it fits me back pocket of my mm. trousers. Mm. Oh, don't sit down. Don't yeah. sit down. No, you kill it. Well, I'm on, I'm sat on it now, so no doubt it's going to be done by the time this episode's finished. But um, <laughs> so Game Boy Advance SP now. <laughs> <laughs> but like but got... that's the joy. You take you yeah. take your big game with you. You, yeah. you, you yeah. play it in the back of your car while your wife's driving you and your freshly born daughter, and you can just ignore her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> great for holiday in hotels. I mean, like if I, my brain doesn't mistake me, I'm pretty sure unless it's a lucid dream that I've had. Um, when we first met in Manchester, did you guys not play in the hotel room? You played a bit of yeah. Mario Golf, didn't you? Yeah. And that is a perfect example of how easy and effortless it is. And also, Mario you're Golf you're is not... our code name for something. Yeah. It's awkward <laughs> that you brought that up now. Yeah, yeah we, uh, like, we, we hey, played RGT, Mario yeah. Golf. <laughs> Meet me under the stair cupboard. We're going to play a quick uh, round of uh, eight holes, <laughs> if you will. There's only one hole in our golf. Yeah. Two boys, one cup. Anyway, um, <laughs> your thing is you're not compromised at all either. You'll take your big game with you. But, you know, like like George said, with remote play and bits and pieces like that, yeah, it's compromised if you're trying to play remote play. It wouldn't connect, blah, blah, blah. But you're not. You've got an awesome screen. If you've got an OLED, you've got an even better screen that looks brilliant, looks awesome, and you're just carrying that game along as you go. So, um, yeah, brilliant, brilliant idea and, uh, yeah, brilliant system. And the eShop? Is, I know you touched on it a moment ago, but that is endless. There's the amount of times I've sat on a Friday evening, a little glass of wine in hand, um, mm. after a, before or after a Toby Carvery. You can go with either on that one. Um, when you scroll through, the amount of games added, I used to look every Friday night before I went, you know, yeah. a bit crazy with the physical collecting for the system. Um, so I've got, I try to keep it at 200 games and no more, so I don't have to get more shelves. But I used to just sit there looking at what games and I'd scroll through and I used to just, it was like being in Blockbuster as a kid. You're just mm. scrolling through going, wow, look mm. at this, look at that. And then you click on the, the little like, thumbnail picture. You have to click on it because it might not necessarily be screenshots from the game. Um, and then I look at what deals is on and the amount of deals that come up there. And you can obviously, you can save games you're interested on. You'll get emails, add them in your list and they'll say a game's on sale. But that eShop is absolutely phenomenal. I don't know how that stands up, guys, in, in terms of the PlayStation Store and with the Xbox, but... The Switch store just seems completely elite the, to me. The really Switch does. is in that sort of enviable position between a mobile phone and a gaming system where it's it's been privileged to a lot of mobile ports. Now, back in the day, we'd have turned our nose up at those, but some of these mobile ports are absolutely banging. And yeah. I, like you, I sometimes don't actually play Switch. I literally turn it on and get lost in the eShop sale as I click mm. down and down and down and deeper and deeper and deeper into this hole of discounted games. And I'm like, wow, look at that. I it's mean, there is, you know, it's the same on all stores, I think, but there is a lot of chaff on there you have to go through, but there is a lot added. There is some good, and when sometimes when I have, I, I used to bypass the eShop sales a lot, but that was when George got his switch and he'd say, you send the eShop sales this week or this month, and you look on there and some of them are really, really discounted. To, yeah, for to no reason. They'll just, yeah, they'll just go yeah. 70% off. For yeah, well, I, got, I got the Bioshock no trilogy, I think, for like seven quid. Yeah, it's just some of them are ridiculous price. You know, there is good. And, you know, it's the same on most stores. You will have, you know, there is a lot of those cheap games. You know, like you say, there's probably more of the mobile ports on the Switch 
But when you're actually going through your big games, there is a lot on there. And you can get introduced to a lot of indie games as well on there. Some really, really good games on there. You'd never even heard of until you're just flicking through and think, whoa. You know, I'll I'll find two or three, you know, which will be coming up as Hidden Gems next year that I found through the eShop. I'd never heard of played and thought, why has no one told me about this game? I'd never known about it if it weren't for the eShop. So, yeah, there is some really, really good games on there. Exactly that. I mean, I think with the indie game, the reason why the Switch is so popular with the retro gaming community is because there's so many retro-inspired games. And the like you said with the indie game, I think the Switch is almost the home for indie developers. It's so... It's the perfect yeah. place for them. It really is. Like it's, there is there is so much gold in there with the indie games, and they're really good at pushing and advertising it. They really are. Yeah, um, we we spoke to devs in the past, and a lot of them, obviously, they nine times out of ten, these these really small indie com- indie companies will release on Steam and PC first, and then the natural progression is to switch because it's made easy for them to go straight onto the switch. Whereas Xbox and PS5 is and then that another leap to get to get on the system. But you do tend to find a lot of these indie games are PC and Switch, which mm. then opens you up if you haven't got a PC. Yeah, that opens you up to those those titles. And it certainly did for me, you know, and that's been phenomenal to play some of these treasured indie games um, mm. in you on in the palm of your hand, and then also mm. on the big screen. Docked has been phenomenal. Um, tell me, Sir Scott, gentlemen. What else do you have on this list, this banquet for us, Switch-flavoured banquet? Well, with the talk about the eShop, um, if we just move on a little bit to the actual, you know, the perks of online. I know um, some people don't like paying the extra money, but you don't have to do it. It's completely up to you. Um, I've gone, you know, headfirst straight into that pit. The mm. Nintendo Online subscription service, I think it's fantastic, and I'm going to tell you why I think it's valuable. Oh. Um Come if we went yes. through each console, N64, the games on there, people might say, oh, there's not, you know, you've got N64, you've got NES, you've got SNES, you've got Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, Sega Mega Drive. Now, if we go for each category, N64, Kirby 64 and the Crystal Shards is on there. Now, that game's on there to play. You can save it. You can rewind. You can play it on your modern telly. That is a game which there are generations that haven't played it. I didn't get a chance to play it, and I can't play it now on the retro because it's 130 to 200 pounds mm-hmm. that game expensive game it is. it is expensive and that's what's so good about the online service pokemon mm-hmm. stadium 2's on there i've got that now the reason why i paid for it is because i tried it on the nintendo online service to see to try it before i wanted to buy it now i did want to own it it's like a collector's piece but again 65 to 160 pound that game would cost you i've got a question from- on on that specifically if yeah. i may does it allow you to obviously Pokemon Stadium originally was all about building your collection up on your Game Boy, putting it in the adapter, playing it online? What element of that remains with the Nintendo Switch Online version? Can you bring in a save from the NES or from the Game Boy, or no? Or do you just play the vanilla N sixty four game as it is and then build your monsters up within it? Yeah, I mean it's a lot of it's tournament mode. I don't think you can. I don't know how that would work bringing it in um, that form. Someone at Nintendo, but- get on with that. Yeah, yeah, get straight onto that. But yeah, a lot of it is our, our tournaments. That's like with Pokemon Stadium 2, you sort of have the Pokemon there to choose from, and there's so many tournaments on there. I think it's a really good game. Um, Paper Mario as well, that's a very expensive game. That's on there. Mar- the Mario Party games, like one, two, and three, they're all on there. They're expensive games, like they're £110 loose or £185 box, some of them. They're really expensive. Um, and those are just some of the favourites that I've picked, like the N64, just the Crystal Shards. It's worth it for me to play that 
Because there you, are some did, people that these games have passed by. Like, did fantastic. you see and have you played 1080 Harvest Moon and Jet Force Gemini drops yesterday? Yeah, I sold a copy of 1080 recently. Actually, I played it and I've a few times, and I was like, I, you know, what it was in a good condition. It's not an expensive game, and it is a good game. But I just thought, you know what, I'm ready to to move that on. But I did see that announced. So the Harvest Moon one, excited about. Uh, what was the other title? Was there three titles? Jet Force Gemini. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so there are, every time I go, so I leave it like a mum. You'll click on the app, close down whatever game you're playing, and then it will go, there's something new to play. And you sort of get excited. You're thinking, what's it going to be? And that's what I like about it, because it'll be, you don't know what they're going to bring up each, each I like clicking on the ads. card and waiting it for it to turn yes. around, because it's like, yes. what is it? What is it? It's like, do you remember when you were younger and you're collecting Panini stickers, and then you, or even Pokemon cards, like opening it and then looking through, oh, am I going to get a shiny? What am I going to get? And then you get the all reveal where it spins round. I think um, but- for me, I think it's a value for money for that. I mean, I I only use it every now and then just to quickly see what's been added, what games are on there. But it gives you, you know, you've got so much choice there. If you've if you've joined, especially if you join now, you get all those games for that one that one little payout each year. I just think you you know it's crazy not to do it because you just I, open I up a little retro lo- library for yeah. next to nothing. On that point, I think when it launched, it was a little bit sort of threadbare. But when you Bare go, bones, if you yeah. if you joined it now today, you'd be very happy. There's a journey oh, yeah. in Nintendo's history from beginning to to middle to end, almost on on the Switch. <laughs> and I think to give you those games as part of that service is phenomenal. Um, not including, and I'm sure you get onto it, all the extra booster pack for uh, that you get for Mario Kart as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd admit when it first came out, it was for the diehards only. But you've only got, a, like I said, with the we've only discussed the sixty-four one at the moment, and like the Kirby game, the Crystal Shards. You've only got to like one of the games to have value for money. If you think now you'll spend how much an average game costs, it's always upwards of thirty pound if it's a AAA game. Say you spend thirty-five, forty pound on a game, you'll play that game for twenty, thirty hours, do the story. Some games you'll pay thirty quid and only do ten hours, and you're satisfied to put the game away. So. If there's a game that you're playing on there, or some games, and you just play 10 hours on that a year, it's still value for money when you look at it that way. And across Definitely. all of the different ones, there will be a game from each of them. I mean, on the NES, you've got the Zeldas on there, Metroid. Um, mm. You've got the original Zelda, the first two on there. You've got Kirby on there again. There's so many Kirby titles. It's fantastic. It's one of my favorite franchises. You've got Mario on there as well, the original. I think even 1, 2, and 3 might be on there. Mm-hmm. And that that's going to tip you in there straight away, isn't it? Well, what they've also got, they've got Mario 1, 2, and 3 on the NES. They've got All-Stars and World on the SNES version. Then on the Game Boy Advance, they've got the Mario World repacks and remakes that were on there as well. They've yeah. literally dumped the whole ROM list for us. And, and, and they're phenomenal. What I do like on the NES and the SNES and the Game Boy, I think, is you can get like different screen borders and things to yeah, just yeah. change it up, which I think is quite cool. You don't on the N64 for some reason, but the others you do. And I think the whole presentation of all of it is is, is actually quite appealing as well. Mm. Yeah, and I, I even on that Game Boy one, I, like you say, with having a big screen, there's something fun about that. I was playing Alone in the Dark, which I'm pretty sure is a terrible Game Boy game. But yeah, I, just I don't sat know there. why it's on there, but it I is. Just, I was playing it, and it's just the mechanics of it. It was so bad, and I was, but I was enjoying it because it was on the big screen. Like some, you may remember there was a um, a little adapter you could put in your Super Nintendo, couldn't you? you could put it in your SNES, 
and yeah. it would transform mm. onto the big screen. But we didn't all have that. It's a bit like a multi-tab. Not everyone, only the rich kid in town had that and you'd all gather around his house. So it wasn't freely available. So now have these Game Boy games. Some mm. people don't want to stare at a small screen. And let's be honest, if you're not into retro gaming, you won't know, but you've pretty much got to get them screen modded because it's a bit unbearable. Um, yeah. I don't know if you remember, but you can't get the right angle of the light. You have to have a screen modded one. So to have those games on the big telly, and they don't look stretched at all. They formatted them really well. Uh, but like you mm. said, with the stairs, yeah, you've got like, Super Metroids on there, Super Mario Kart, all the Donkey Kong Country games, all three of them. And even with value for money, the Sega Mega Drive, the games on there again, there's a few I would pick out. Alien Soldier, very expensive game. I think it's £95 loose or £270 boxed at CX. These are all CX sort of price estimates. Mega Man and the Willy Wars. I'll throw mm. that one out for you to play with a pun. That is an expensive game. <laughs> like £350 or £130 for the loose cartridge. Gunstar Hero is a great game. I've got that on the Sega Mega Drive compilation game. That Me too. That's cheap. the only way I could afford to yeah. buy it. Mm. That's a great multiplayer couch co-op Um you know, run and gun shooter, if you like, probably like Metal Slug. They're really good games. So if you look at it that way, like I said, if you think how much time you're spending in the game, on as long as there's one game from each of those apps and think how many hours you spend, it's it does its justice there. Because so many times people I would go, it's not good value. And I say this a lot of time in my videos to people. Like when we go to like a gaming market and stuff, people go, Oh, I'm not buying that, I'm not spending that much on a game. And I always say to them, Well, what would you rather spend? £100 on a game which you would cherish and love and play so many hours on it or spend £10 on a few rubbish games that you're going to play for five minutes. The amount of games I've brought and you can go through your um, your Nintendo Switch, you can see all the games you've played and obviously it shows your recent history and the amount of games I've brought, I've spent a lot of money. It might be a big title, but I've only played them for two hours, but I'm happy with it. You know, I've had a good experience. When you go see a film, they're only two hours long and you're happy Mm. to spend that money. So I don't know why with a game that we're interacting with, people seem to want games to last for hundreds of hours. It has to be an in-depth RPG. There's nothing wrong with a game being short and sweet. Firewatch. No, exactly. What exactly. a fantastic game Firewatch was. Yeah, I think I yeah. completed it in four hours. Yeah, did I think, game. Did I think I want my money back? No, I said, no. I want another version of that game. That was fantastic. So yeah. there's nothing wrong with things being short and sweet. And as we all get older, time is a hard thing to come by. Like As you guys know with your podcast and You've got other hobbies like myself doing gaming and then you've actually got the YouTube. It takes up a lot of time. So when there is a fantastic game with a short story, to be honest with you, sometimes I say thank you very much. I actually appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that, 100%. Because, um, but yeah, I mean, some of my favourite games on there, I mean, I'll, I'll go through some of mine and some of them might surprise you and even some of the sort of hidden gems. Um which I've got. I mean, some of my favourite games, like I said, was Kirby. I like the Mega Drive Classics because the value for money on there, I think that's only a £20 game, even when it come out. It's got so many great titles on it. Golden Axe is on there, RGT. You can play Golden Axe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Hades, that was a huge game. Spiritfarer, I don't know if anyone's played that. That was a gorgeous, I think it was meant to be an indie game. It was from a small studio, but that basically is a AAA title. That is fantastic. Um, I've had great fun with South Park, Stick of Truth. Great game on the go, that one. Um, even like Disney classics, because I loved playing Aladdin as a kid. I remember the cheat, A-A-B-B-A-B-B-A. Um, so that came out in a re-release um, with the Lion King bundled on there. Cuphead, fantastic game. Um, and some of the indie titles like the Super Rare games bring out, um, I make a physical offer. There's a game called Last Day of June, which I really, really love. It's a, a really beautiful game. 
very in a lot of meaning to it. So basically, without giving any spoilers away, you're replaying the last day of June. Um, and it is a little bit sad because your late wife was called June and she has a terrible accident. And basically, you're replaying the day to save your wife. And each day you'll do something a bit different and you won't quite save her. So then you'll do the same things and you'll change the last thing you've done. It's a genius. Whoever thought of it deserves an award for that game. Um, so, yeah, some of the indie games have really done well. There are a few companies like Super Rare Games, Strictly Limited Games. They will put it on a physical format and they will put it out there. And I'm glad they do. Some people get funny about, oh, they're doing it to, you know, because of the scalpers and they're affecting the market and stuff by having these limited cup, you know, limited number of copies but if they didn't do it you wouldn't know about the game so you've got mm. to show a bit of respect and a bit of give and take with it really um there's been some games like with the eShop that i've had the best fun with and i would never have known unless i stumbled across it now i'm gonna run through this list the first one's quite funny because um, i say it's funny it's a bit of a sad story thief simulator hasn't got a physical game release i'd love it if it did there was talk of thief simulator 2 for ages i don't know if it ever happened I was enjoying that game so much. And um, I remember my wife saying, oh, that's not a very nice game. That You're sort of in the shadows, going through people's windows, you know, stealing stuff. And I was like, you know, some games aren't nice. You know, it doesn't mean I'm going to do this outside of the computer game. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> and yeah. anyway, karma happened. I was playing Thief Simulator one night. I went to bed, very excited to play it. Woke up in the night, a bit groggy um, from a few drinky poos, if you will. My wife's gone, there's a noise. I've gone downstairs. There's alarm going off. I've got confused. I've headed to the oven. I thought, is that the oven alarm? And then I've shook my head thinking, what is this beeping coming from? I've opened the back door and someone smashed my car window and stolen stuff from my car. And then oh, no. from that day, oh, no. from that day, I can't play Thief Simulator again because it's like <laughs> karma. So <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, but what the hell? So, um, yeah, Thief Simulator, a fantastic game. Um, Among the Sleep as well. I don't um, play it now because I might get robbed again. Yeah, yeah, don't. It's, uh, it, did, it was a taste of our medicine. It was like, yeah, how do you like it? I thought, do you know what? I'm not <laughs> going to play that again. <laughs> um, now, I love horror games, but the only ones I can kind of get on board with are the, um, I would say, are the online multiplayer ones, like Dead by Daylight, Friday 13th, but they're a bit of fun. You're against someone. Yeah. If you're being chased or something, I'm... There's a term I like to use, but I can't use it because we're trying to pick the swears out. But I get very scared. I really do when I'm playing these games. But there are some horror games which you can enjoy the experience that aren't too scary. Among the Sleep is a fantastic one where you're sort of playing um, a little lonely child trying to work his way back through this sort of nightmare world, um, you know, to get back to his mother. It's a really good story. It's quite a short. Um, I'd say it's probably a hidden gem for the system, actually, Among the Sleep. It's a really in-depth story that is short and sweet, but it's a fantastic playing experience. Um, Carry On, another game which um, that's got a physical release. That is, you're playing, the reason why it's so good, it's like a retro. Is it the Barbara Windsor version that got the physical release? Or <laughs> you're, playing, you're playing as the monster, and you're taking out all these bad guys, but you're a monster. Not often in games you get to play as a monster, and you're kind of like, a little squid thing and you've got tentacles it's hard to describe obviously a monster because they're monsters they're not real and as you consume bodies you grow as a monster you get bigger and bigger you get more abilities yes, you get more seen, powerful. i was intrigued by this it's a big indie hit at one point it was it was um so that's a great game um because some of these nintendo games you wouldn't have heard from a console i mean you might have done but that's i've stumbled across these through the eShop. 
Um, RPGs I love, but again, sometimes there's too much going on. I like a level entry RPG. Now, I'm going to give you a great recommendation from yes. Nintendo Switch of a level entry RPG, which is very tongue-in-cheek, a nice bit of humour, so you'd like this, George, and that is Cat Quest. Cat Quest 1 and Qu- ah. Cat Quest 2, and you can buy them double pack. Uh, yeah, I think my daughter played that on PS4, I think. Yeah, she Those are fantastic games. Mm. But you might she might enjoy it on the PS4, but imagine if she could play it on the go. Yeah, exactly. Our yeah. experience would be yeah. <laughs> just enlightened and, you know. Um, <laughs> it's another indie game. I had to I had get to that get, in there. I had to get that my in. catchphrase it's, is burning me. It is burning. Um, it's burning a hole in my retina. Right, there's another indie game called, it's hilarious. It's called Not Tonight, which I wanted to tell you guys about. It's hilarious. I stumbled across it. Um, let's rewind the clock a little bit. Back to um, Nigel Farage is on LBC. Um, there's a lot of talk about Brexit going on. Um, and then, anyway, Brexit happened. The world was torn upside down. Someone thought light of the, uh, the funny situation that we were in. Um, I'm sure the American audience around the world are aware of Brexit. Um, we won't bother getting them up to speed. But basically, in this game, you play a bouncer. Um how do I describe it? It's so retro. You play, if anyone's listening and they're not driving and they're doing something safe where they can have a look on their phone, just look up some screenshots for Not Tonight because you'll play a bouncer um, and you're trying to struggle with money and they're trying to basically like evict you, I think, out of the country and you're trying to like keep on going. It's a really funny, silly little game where you're just trying to like survive, get money to pay the rent, pay the bills, go to work and lots of things happen. You work your way oh, up wow. to better, better nightclubs and you get better gigs. Um, it is honestly that would be a very cheap game. I found it on the eShop and I played that for so many hours. It was a bit of a that's a that's another hidden gem, I think. That one that is a real good game. Um, Road Rash, everyone remembers. Um, uh, if they had a Sega Mega Drive, I know it made its way to PlayStation and I had some modern ones, but yeah, that was um the first game that had police brutality, I believe. Road Rash, a weird fact for you. Now, Road yeah. Rash 2 is a fantastic game. Um, I love that franchise. I thought they disappeared, but I stumbled across a game called Road Redemption. Mm, I don't know if anyone has played it. I completed it. Absolutely loved it. I looked into it, and apparently that's from the same guys. It's a continued. It actually is Road Rash. I believe that. Yeah, I think think it was the developers, um, but obviously didn't have the license to call it Road Rash, so they had made one called Road Redemption. And I remember playing it on PS4, but I think when it launched, it was a bit, mm, and I... I struggled a bit with it but, and didn't carry on, but I've been meaning to go back to it because a lot of people are saying good things about it now, whereas back when it first released, it was a bit of a, ooh, you know, not sure game. But, yeah, it's definitely got, it's got that vibes in it. The DNA of Road Rash is, is running right through that game. Oh, it's really good, and it's modern. You feel like you're going fast. Obviously, with Road Rash, uh, on the second one, you had the first one was like punching and kicking. The second one, you had your clubs, your chains, your bats. Well, because this is modern... You can ride up on some of an Uzi it's <laughs> on, on a very fast bike. And obviously the, the graphics, it can handle it. So it's not like you can't see what's in front of you. You can do and you can prepare yourself. It is a That is a absolutely awesome game, actually, Road mm. to Redemption. That really is a good game. I'm glad you've actually heard of it, um, RGT, to be yeah. honest. Not a lot of people have. I've seen yeah. it in the eShop and wondered, but then never actually purchased. So maybe, I mean, you've already spent damn near £200 of money I didn't have. Uh, so with these <laughs> recommendations so I might as well add another one to the pile but let me hit another I've got another three or four hidden gems for you and I'd be interested to know if you've heard of any of these um, Snackworld Dungeon Crawler um, 
I don't know why I picked it up originally, but that is a really fun game which you can play on your own or you can get, when the missions get hard, you can just join up with a stranger online. You know, you can ask them to come along to a mission with you. Um, and obviously it's got Dungeon Crawler in a title, but it's again, a bit like I said with Cat Quest with the RPG, not being too heavy. This isn't a too immersive um, dungeon crawler where you get lost in it. That's a great, again, level entry into the that sort of genre of gaming. It's a really, really top game, that is. Um, an indie game of my favourite that got a super rare release. It used to be very expensive until it got issued another load of copies, and that is Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. Now, that may be the best co-op game on the Switch I've ever played. Mm, I heard a lot of because, good things about that. Yeah. you can. Pl- we played it in this room, and we nearly fell through the joists because a lot of us were sitting on a sofa behind me, and that, sh- that is for two or three people, and there was about four of us on there. And we, uh, one person can steer the ship. One person does... Actually, it might have been more than four-player because you've got guns on different parts of the spaceship, and there was a lot... One was doing a force field. You all play this little spaceship, and you're basically... It sounds all cute and fuzzy where well, you're going around in space trying to save these little rabbit people. Well, they're rabbits. They're not people. That'd be absurd. That'd be very scary. That'd be a horror game. And you're saving <laughs> them. Um, but you up, you upgrade the ship um, and you get different ships. There's things to unlock. I love unlocking things. That's why I love mm. old school gaming. I hate all this paying money for everything. I love like when you get to a certain point in the game, like the old Mario Karts where you'll, you'll win a track and then you unlock a new part of the car. I love all that. Mm. Um, and on day... Oh no! Oh, we have a frozen. See what's spot. there. You know when it's oh, all like, back. yeah. Oh, sorry, I disappeared there. <laughs> yeah. But you see, you see your ship sort of in shadow on the game, and then you'll get to each. Your yeah, you unlock them. It's a fantastic game. So lovers in a dangerous space time. Yeah, like I, said, I heard a lot of good things about that, and I know there's a lot of people playing online and streaming it and that, and that looked it looked such a good fun game. Clever premise as well. Now here's um I only got two more little ones I wanted to mention to you. This is one which um is best played after. A mega sesh at Toby Carvery. Have you played heard of a game called Drunken Fist? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't. George, have a few beers and play that. Get into character. I don't know if you've heard of Octodad. There's basically like yes. where you're yeah, so you're it's a hard mechanic of moving around. Well, Drunken Fist is like a, a beat 'em up, like it's 3D, you know, but like Streets of Rage sort of style, if you like, like going around, you know, not a versus beat 'em up. Um, but you're drunk, so your bodily funk, it doesn't do what you tell it to do. It's very hard to control, but you're basically walking around the streets trying to weigh everyone in like a warrior's number two or something, you know, trying wow. to survive New York. It's uh, That is a very strange game, which, again, that was one I saw in the eShop, and that just, I saw the picture of it and just the name, and I was like, hold on a minute, I can't scroll down any further. I need to check, <laughs> I need to check this out. But that's quite a funny game for a few hours. Um one last one, which might get you lost on. I know we everyone loves like a strat, you know, um, a sim game or a magic game. I know you guys have enjoyed the um, the truck one. Uh, you guys were enjoying, weren't you? What was that? I remember playing it because you guys talked about Snow it so Runner. Snowrunner, Snow yeah, yeah, yeah. So that sort of genre with the Sims and controlling that's really good. You know, some of those games. Some of them are a bit too much. It's like being at work. Like I don't want to play. I like the sound of House Flipper, but it sounds like a chore. If I'm not getting real money from it, I don't know if I want to invest in it. Like some of them are fun, <laughs> like you know, like um, Move Out and the you know the cooking games. Those little fun sort of multiplayer couch carp games are fun. But this one is more single solo and it's more of a strategy type. Nine one one operator, and that is so cheap on the eShop. I think I picked it up for like less than a pound, 
Um, and 911 operator, it's, you wouldn't have thought you'd, it's fun. But basically, as you can imagine, you're the operator and you're getting phone calls and you've got ambulances, police, fire engines. You've got so much resource and you have to send them to where it's got to go. But you also get prank calls. You'll get things which sound serious that might not be serious. You don't want to waste your resources. So you might make a decision and not send a police car to a you know home disturbance. And then next, and you've made a decision, oh, do you know what? I'm not wasting my time. Next thing you know, someone's murdered their wife and you've got egg on your face and you've been sacked. Um, oh, wow. So you, oh, yeah. Wow. And, and when you complete the map, you go to a bigger city, you get more funds, you can get better police, you can get more updated, you know, faster fire engine. That is a um, 911 operator. Yeah, someone mentioned it to me. I'm not very good at it, uh, but someone mentioned it to me a long time ago. And I thought, I'm going to check that out. I like the sound of it. And um, that, again, is one of those eShop gems. And that's the thing with the, like, I know people talk about hidden gems. It's kind of with a switch. It's almost got its own category. Like there's eShop gems. There really are. Mm. And like you say, there is a lot of waffle and nonsense through there. But every now and again, you'll come across a game that really does. Beef Simulator, that changed me. It really did. <laughs> yeah. What happened to me? <laughs> With the karma. But, um, yeah, there's some real fantastic games on there. And that's why I, I sometimes, you know, I, I think, oh, I'll just stick with a physical. Um, you don't want it to, to die off. But you do have to check out um, digital-only games. You can't be um, tunnel vision with it and think, no, I'm not getting involved. Because there are small developers who can't afford to make a game physical. Mm, and definitely. they're really good games. So mm. don't be so, I don't know what the word is, but you've got to be open-minded to it. You really have. Don't just mm. think, no, I'm physical only or I'm digital only. You've got to merge the two together. What, really one have. thing I would say is I've seen RGT do a lot of writing during this hidden gem section, and what I'm nervous of is for the next 12 calendar months, he's basically just going to prop out your... <laughs> well, I'm now up to November next year, so carry on. That's what I saw. <laughs> I've, I've been quite clever. Every game I've mentioned and hyped up, I've made sure I've brought shares in that gaming development. So make make some a, royalties off each game. <laughs> you've done a proper Metal Jesus rocks as far as hidden yeah. gems goes. Um, so we've done we've done games. We've done hidden gems. What next do you want to talk about in terms of the Switch owner's lifestyle in 2023? Well, I'd like to hear a little bit from, I know because both of you do dabble in the Nintendo Switch. I know, mm-hmm. George, you was late to the party, but you full fan clubbed it up now. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot There's a lot to the Switch, which I don't, it doesn't really need to apply to myself. So even with terms of playing it on the go, like I don't own a Switch Lite. Um, I haven't gone too mad with accessories, but I know you can get a bit like these backbone things for the phone. You can get added mm. controllers and stuff added on. But other than actually... Um, buying a pro controller. Once you get a pro controller, other than get a fun, colourful Joy-Con, you kind of don't go back to the Joy-Cons. You mm. do just have the pro yeah. controller. Um, you do want to pick up a few Joy-Cons because no one wants to play. You can play that little nunchuck just sideways on its own, but unless you're an eight-year-old child with little nimble fingers and thumbs, it's very uncomfortable. So you want to put them in an actual dock. Mm. Um, but other than, like you said, like a stand, I don't haven't really had the need to utilise the switch so much because I tend to 95% of the time play it docked. So I'd be interesting to know just from the other side of the table, like what you think Ooh. are good things from the switch. Cause I'd like oh. to know what you, you know, for well, me, what you see that's great about it. You can, George. Yeah, I am. I am. Cause I'm, he's fired me up. He's almost, he's almost like giving me a backstage I've, I've got, chat and I'm I've coming out. My, my favorite little accessories and controllers. So I'll let you go. 
Okay. Well, I came to the party late, as you know, and I came to it on a a pre-owned Mark I Nintendo Switch. And there were some things I wanted to address. So I bought Mark one. You said it like it was a classic car. Almost. (laughs) Almost. The Mark I Switch. Um, I came to it a bit late. And like I say, I got a pre-owned one. So I swapped out and got myself some new Joy-Cons because the previous owner had had a lot of hours on this thing. Um, I wanted to clear it back down. It came sort of wiped and ready to go. So I set it up. I bought the online um, pass as well because I wanted access to the the back catalogue. And that was a, a great idea and is working well for me. Um, the second thing I bought was I got a premium glass screen protector because the Mark I Cortina only comes with that sort of very thin, very flexible plastic front which kind of makes it feel more like a toy. When I put the glass, the premium glass screen protector on there, it almost, I'm not saying it improved the graphics or anything like that, but it kind of gave it that feel in the hand and certainly when using the touchscreen elements elements of using like a high-end iPhone or maybe the OLED switch itself, it's got like a glass screen to it that's that's certainly more resilient. A screen protector from the get-go, I think, on the Switch is a good thing. It's in and out of pockets. It's in and out of docks. It's in and out of uh, my next accessory, the carry case. Oh, yes. Um, I love a good carry case. Yeah. And I, the, the the glass screen protector, I think, has extended the length of the Switch's screen. I'm clumsy. I'm going to throw it in a bag. The carry case is one I got from Asda. It's official Nintendo branded. It's like a, a, a woven gray cloth. Um, I've spilt a drink on it, kept the switch dry, which was more luck than judgment probably, and um, has enough space in there, contained maybe six games and the switch. And it also came with like an internal packing element, which meant you could use it for the switch light as well. In terms of accessories, I think I've got a Joy-Con adapter so you can turn them into a controller, which works surprisingly well, even to this day as a good spare. Uh, I've got a Pro Controller, can't say enough good stuff about that, really. I mean, it's not cutting edge like the modern consoles are using, but it, it's certainly very usable. And if you're playing dock, Very, very good controller. The Pro controller is a very good This controller. is my time. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, it's a very good controller. Don't underplay it. It's an awesome controller. I'm underplaying it. Uh, in, in, <laughs> in t- <laughs> it, and when you're playing docked, that controller transforms a whole experience. It really does. It. It, yeah. All of a sudden, you're playing, you know, a bigger boy's game with what feels like a bigger boy controller. In terms of other accessories that I've indulged in, um, I did a bit of research and got myself a massive internal memory card because I thought, you know, let's go for it. Let's not put any limits on me here. Let's just chuck it in and forget about it, which I did. Um, and the other thing I want to talk about is the Switch game card carry cases now i got a first of all i got one this really brings the depths of my depravity up here doesn't it i got <laughs> uh, mm. Mm. i got i got one off of uh, amazon that looks like um one of the question mark blocks from mario and that contains somewhere in the region of, i don't know maybe 18 games and you press this little button at the top and it folds open it kind of reveals its inner self to you Ooh. And it, it's got like this center section where you put the games in like a rack and then they clip on the the, pan, the panels that fold out on the inside. So there's two on each. I love panels. a nice rack. Me too. You know, it's the only reason why I turn up these days. And then I enjoyed it so much, I got another one. 
and now that's full. Um, <laughs> All in. Uh, well, the good thing about these is you can throw a couple of spare carts in and they just rattle around on the inside, to be honest. Um, so I need... I'm going to probably get one more of those, which I thoroughly recommend. I think I've seen some of the ones that have got more cushioning and all that other stuff. But these ones kind of, you can just sort of sit them on the desk next to you where you're playing. And the amount of game that you can take on the go with the Switch in these carry cases, not just these Mario, these Mario block ones, but in any of them, is phenomenal. Mm. And the ability to take your physical games. So I know there's probably people out there that only probably buy digital, fair play mm. to them. But if you don't and you want physical, then you have to carry around these game cards. They're small, but they still need protecting. So I'd mm. certainly recommend one of those. In terms of other accessories, I've got a couple of screen wipe cloths. Um, I managed to find on eBay uh, one of the Zelda special edition cloths, which is, which is good. Uh, in terms of other things, I don't have a stand, although I have got a travel stand, which has still got HDMI ports on it. It's got power port on it. It's one that I found sort of recommended on the internet because we know Switch Doctor a little bit. Historically, they've had a bit of a nefarious reputation for bricking your Switch, and I was nervous about that. Um, if anyone's interested, join the Discord, and I will send you a link to wherever it is I got this sort of detritus from, um, mainly Amazon, um, mm. I think, for the bulk of the stuff that I've purchased. But do you know what? These accessories, there's so many of them. Uh, there's so many different new joy cons you can get they give you more of a controller experience there's so many different controllers every time i walk in a shop there's another wired switch controller sat there looking at me with its teeth hanging out um and in terms of carry case and other stuff there's loads and then you get into the ramble of the sort of wii sports things like your sticky joy con in the backside mm -hmm. of a horse's whip for g1 jockey you stick it in a bloody steering wheel for mario kart you can, you know, and that, before we even get started on Labo, um, RGT, I think I've... Look, can I, I just touch on a couple of bits, George, just that you mentioned, because you brought up some great points, really. Upper or lower body? I will probably go for the earlobe, left one on this one. Um, Don't, because that's now, an erogenous zone for me. <laughs> you've literally just came up with another reason, which I hadn't even thought about until you started describing your carry case of why the switch is superior if you will I probably shouldn't use that word it might upset a lot of people um, yeah. but with the carry case it made me laugh because you were saying about the, you fill the slots up you keep them loose mine's exactly the same there's like 50 games in there and it comes in like six slots they're rattling around and you just maybe realize I've stumbled across a great point is because it's cartridge of how convenient that is if they were discs you'd have to really be careful where you put yeah. them because they all get yeah. scratched and damaged now yeah. the discs I've Drop them. They've fallen out the pocket. They've. I'm pretty sure at one point one might have even been in the washing machine. I don't recommend doing that, people at home. Do not put your switch cartridges in the wash. If you do, I'd recommend a hand wash, but that would also probably break it. Now, the fact that they're cartridges and they're not discs, I think is really good. I do think that's great. Mm. I've got to admit, some of them will still be too much data for the cartridge, so you'll get a like a microchip, but you don't have to, I believe. Um, let us know in corrections next week if we are wrong. I don't believe you have to have the um, official Nintendo one. I think you can use, you know. Yeah, compatible... I, I started off with an official Nintendo one. Same. I've got They're it expensive here. expensive as well, aren't they? they are yeah, they pricey. are. And it's uh, 128 gigabytes. And I'll be honest with you, 
it didn't take me long, even with those minimal downloads that these games do, yeah. either as uh, if it's an eShop game or as the, if they get updated as they go along. It doesn't take long. Like if you buy maybe Bioshock or we'll take Batman Arkham, the first game's on the cartridge, fair play. The other two yeah. are downloads. Well, they're at least 12 gigs each. You only need Same 10 with of GTA. Those. Yeah. Exactly. Same with GTA. And before you yeah. know it, you've lost a lot of space. So I started doing the research. I think there was two of the ones at the top end for speed, not that it really makes that much difference in size. And I bought the sort of second one, which is meant to be faster on paper, but in the Switch it's not. I got a bit confused in Amazon, and if anyone, again, wants to get lost in the weeds on the Discord, I will talk you through the benefits. Um, I clicked the wrong one. Have I noticed any difference? No. Was it about the same price as 128 gig genuine one? Yeah, it was, and I've got maybe... I think it was a half a gig. I need to go look, but you know, maybe it was even a terabyte. I don't know how crazy I yeah, got. Yeah, get five hundred. But... but there are some small ones as well. So I would say, if anyone is listening to this and they have been persuaded and thinking, do you know what, RGT, George, and Scott are talking a bit of sense. They're not just waffling absolute madness. I think a switch is a good choice to get right now. I would say yeah. you need to get a gaming chip. You will have to get a um, a memory card if you want to call yeah. it that. So I would say the best thing to do, don't do what I did. And I just got the cheapest one, which was the lowest, which it might have even been 30. I don't know. Go just look at getting a larger one because you will find yourself as little as four weeks down the road. Once you've acquired a gaming library of plus half a dozen games, you'll find yourself buying another one. Mm. So I would say if you can look into um, what ones are compatible, which are safe, which aren't, you know, third party dodgy ones. You can get them from Argos. They'll be actual branded names you've heard of and do mm. look at getting a larger quantity on these mm. larger gigs because you will fill that memory card pretty quick. You will mm. do. I've, before we let RGT run roughshod over us with his accessory, I've just got one more sort of point to make. I guess if you're listening to this show and you like gaming, but you feel like maybe in your past or different times, uh, moments in your life, you had a bit more time for gaming um, or you had more space to yourself or time on your own if you're a young dad or you've got kids and you're fighting for the TV, you've got to watch another episode of Paw Patrol or whatever it is, and you yearn for your sort of sit-down big boy console time, or maybe you're just busy with work, you spend a lot of time away, uh, you miss your gaming, and you maybe, or maybe you're on the outside, you, you listen to the show, or you've got a family member that kind of is on the periphery of gaming, they always used to like playing the games back in the day, and the Switch gives you so much platform to play. You can either play it handheld at home on the couch, you can play it on the train to work, you can play it in the hotel that you're staying in overnight. If the kids are watching Paw Patrol and you sort of sneak away to the back and you might be doing some laundry or whatever else, you can have the Switch running on the side and you can be playing a bit of that there. You can take it in the back of a family car while you're being driven on your family holiday, while your wife is struggling to stay awake after a 12-hour drive. You can just just sit playing in the back, ignoring your child's screams for food. You can take it on a holiday. You can take it on the plane. You You can play it 20,000 feet in the air in a hot air balloon. You can take it anywhere. You can. You know what? I had a call from Elon Musk the other day. He rings me quite a lot asking for advice. And he said, Scott, I'm about to hop on a spaceship. I'm exploring the outer atmosphere, looking at going to Mars. I said, well, Elon, do you want to borrow my Switch? And he said, do you know what? I've never thought of that. And he said, thank you, Scott. You can play it anywhere. You really can. What I find most troubling about that is that probably the richest man on planet Earth right now is going on a trip to Mars, which is going to be a six-month six round mission, even if he doesn't stop on Mars for that long. 
and you're lending him it. That's not- <laughs> <laughs> well, he's quite frugal with it. It's not you've got to think expenses and money. There's a lot of budgeting that's gone down. Um, and another accessory you might want to have a look at if you are playing it in Mars, you're probably going to need a long extension lead cable because I don't know if there's any power up there, 240 or <laughs> Oh, that is true. What from you it? Might need from a battery pack. And I'll tell you what, with, um, with those battery packs, I've sent you on a tandem now. I'm going to bring it back. I'll bring it back. Don't you worry. I'm a professional. Now, if you are playing it in a hot air balloon for a long period of time or in an airplane, the battery, I don't know if you've noticed this, but when you put your Nintendo Switch through that conveyor belt in security, when they scan, I don't know if they're winding me up, but they seem to suck the battery out of my Switch. I get on the plane and all of a sudden I've got, no, I've got no charge. I've noticed that and I was very aware of it. Um, and then also, if you're not taking your dock, obviously you can't charge your Switch. Now, you can get some fantastic battery packs that pop on the back and you mm. can charge them through like a micro usb cable um mm. those i would say is probably one of the best accessories you can get is mm. having that battery charger because if you are playing it on the go and you haven't got a dock with you to take on so you're just taking a small bag you can't fit it on there you can get some nice sleek obviously the heavier it is the more battery it's got but you can get some and you know your switch might have a battery life of I don't know how many hours, five hours, but you might get another five out of this. So mm. I'd say a battery pack as well. Is this a is a little bit naughty, but I must recommend the Vita launch with a battery pack. Um, and now I've been recently plagued on Instagram with ads taking me to Amazon to buy a very, very, very heavily reduced genuine Sony power pack for the Vita. Good news is it terminates in a USB and that bad boy will easily power the switch. So it's a very high milliamp battery. Um, I know yeah. I've looked at some of these and I've you get sometimes with work and stuff, you go somewhere and you get thrown a battery pack. Here I have one of these sort of things. I've got a solar panel one and all sorts of weird um, flaffles of charging packs I've got. I've noticed that the switch will work with any of them, but the rate of charge is low unless you've got a really high milliamp battery. Now it's mm. these bad boys that you, you that you need to be looking out, and that Vita one would be if it's still cheap on Amazon. Again, if you're interested, shout at me. I'll get you the links. But I'm sure there's Nintendo branded ones as well. I'm sure you can get one that looks like Mario's left nipple, as far as I'm concerned. Special edition charging pack. Um, <laughs> they're out there, um, and I'm sure there's all different brands. I'm sure Numbskulls have got one. Joy-Con have got one. Um, God knows which is the best, but yeah, definitely a very good recommend that is. Yeah, mm. we'll put in, um, if anyone is in a Discord, obviously if you're not, do jump in and get involved, but we'll put these in a Discord for anyone to see. So any you know headphones you recommend or any bits that you've spoke about, George, or what RGT is about to mention, if there is any, we'll put some good links in a Discord for, for the good yeah, folks to m- check might out. take me a while to clean up my... <laughs> Clean up my buying history <laughs> <laughs> and put those through. I've bought a lot of tap um, recently, but yeah, I definitely. If anyone's even mildly curious, I'm I'm well up for that. RGT, yeah, give us a message. you've had the opportunity removed from your mouth three or four times now, and you got all giddy about controllers. Why don't you regale us the story of your Switch Pro controller? Um, well, it's quite late to get in a Switch Pro controller. Just obviously, they are. They're a, obviously an outlay. They're quite expensive, £60, £70, pounds, depending on where you buy them from. I just think you can get them cheaper in, in deals. Um, but yeah, I, orig- I originally went, I searched through to find the best, what I thought is the best aftermarket controller. 
which is perfect if you don't want to buy, you know, if you're using your Pro Controller, but you want a spare one for a friend come around. I use a company called Redstorm, and they do a fantastic controller, very similar layout to a Pro Controller. What's funny about that? Come on, spill the beads. What's funny about a Redstorm controller? It just sounds like the sort of, it so, sounds like the sort of sanitary towel Bridget Nielsen would use. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. That's quite impressive. That's immediately what came into my mind. I am really sorry. Anyway, it's called a Red School. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they're, they're, they're graphic designs on them as well. They're good designs. You can pick any design you want. They've got light-up buttons, all the little jazzy bits. But they're fantastic battery, very good analog sticks, brilliant buttons. Very hard wearing, and you you can pick these up. I mean, I got mine in a sale for seventeen pound. They're wireless as well, seventeen pound. Um, but I got my. I think you could pick them up for round about twenty twenty two pound. George has got his finger up like a boy who wants to ask a question in school. My only issue with these third party joy joy um, third party controllers or pro controller type wannabes, yeah, is do they have HD rumble? or nfc because that's just, nfc is a bit of i don't mind about that you take it or leave it but yeah certainly it's the very H- very underused anyone anyway, a lot of games yeah, anyway, but the so. hd rumble is what caused me to sort of go through a list of these controllers and be like, oh yeah maybe mm, i'm not really sure um and then i ended up getting the genuine one because i was a bit nervous about hd rumble does this have hd rumble or no um i'm not sure it has got rumble in it um, well then that's enough for me yeah and they the, the only the only downside i'd say to them and it's a minor thing they're very light if they're a very light, i like a heavy controller well, let me very light. say the one thing that piqued my interest about what you said was the light up buttons because i yep. spent a lot of time in like playstation xbox ecosystems and haven't really had a I've had all the Nintendo consoles, but not actively played them hard since back in the day. Mm. Sometimes the button prompts come up, and I'm like, mm, I'm playing in a darkened room. I can't see. Mm. The idea of a backlit buttons on a yeah. controller like that is game-changing to me. Yeah, they're, they're very good. They're, they're almost they're like a clear button that's lit from underneath. They look very good, different colours. And also your analogue stick, your left analogue, is lit up as well. Um, and that they sounds do, really cool. That sounds great. Good. Yeah, and they are for the value for the money. They are brilliant, brilliant controllers. And I'm not just saying it because I've got one. They are for a for a cheap second controller, or even if you can't afford a pro controller, they're very good. They're, you know, I've played. You, you know, especially my Wii U, you can get a lot of the, the Wii U pro controller copies. You know, and they're the analog sticks don't quite move right, and they don't quite have the feeling. These are very good controllers um, for an after you know aftermarket one um and i've done my research on them i watched a few youtube videos you've got to be careful i had to watch non-sponsored youtube videos because obviously mm. their their reviews will be a bit tainted to what they recommend so i went with a few uh non-sponsored ones and people raved about them for, for the price they are absolutely brilliant for the price so i'd highly recommend them same again if people are interested want me to drop a link for the red storm controllers i'll pop it in i think I've, mine's like a sort of a galaxy looking one looks like a galaxy so but you can get like more like a horror skin one or you can get one that's um looks like the matrix with the dots going across it and yeah they're very good very good very versatile controllers um my second um best accessory i've got is on my switch dock i've got uh, um timovo it's called a Timovo, and it is a card holder. It's a clear case. You slide it over the front of your dock, and it's got a oh, little... Oh, yeah. So you could store 10 games in there, 
Um, I think it's 10 games and six memory cards you can store in there if you want to. And it's wow. just so, yeah, so I would normally put my next, if I've got five or six games in my backlog of what I play, I pop them all in the front there. So you can just pop the drawer out, take your, um, or pop the case down, get the one you want to play. They're, obviously, they're kept dust-free because they're covered. It doesn't ruin the look of your dock. It doesn't interfere with the dock because it slides on the top and sides. And I mean, these, I mean, I think I paid about £13 for one of these. And I only, I only knew about it because my friend's daughter, Abby, she messaged me through and said, oh, if you send one of these, that'd be good for your Switch. And I thought that actually would be brilliant to keep all your next lot of games you want to play ready there. You ain't got to go to the shelves, find the games. And I think at the moment, I looked up yesterday, you can pick these up for about £5. Um, and they're really good. And because, of, like I say, they're clear, you can see the games through, they, and they actually look like a Nintendo accessory. They look really good on the front of the dock. So I'd highly recommend them. Um, and then for travelling, um, George always laughs at this, but I've got a Hori stand, which is my Zelda-inspired Hori stand, which they're cheap. But they're, the reason I got that is for The holiday. console comes with a kickstand. I know it does. Yeah. yeah, but if you're on a low table, you want something that's a bit higher in your eye lines. Otherwise, as always, with handheld gaming, you're looking down all the time. And if you have Mate, a bad... You need like a headband with a, a, like a VR type headband that has that big long stick on it. And you you, you need that. That's the ultimate gaming accessory for you. It Almost like a, a proboscis, head proboscis that you can <laughs> stick your switch on. But in the meantime, I've got a Hori Zelda stand. But Fair they're play just, to you. They're good. They're, they are good because you could charge through them. You could just pop your screen on, use your Pro Controller. They've got different height adjustments you can have, and they 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 fold down very flat. So if you can, you know, some of the I've got a large Switch travel case that will sit in the bottom of that, so you can take it all in one go with you. So they're 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 very good for a little. You know, if you're sitting at a dining table and that, and you don't want mm. to have it on the table, you want it a bit higher in your eye line, they're a good little stand there. I'd highly That's recommend it. It's interesting you say that, RGT, actually, because I've never considered um, getting a enhanced stand, but I use the stand um, quite a bit. So I'm glad that come up. Um, and mm. George mentioned in there is a stand because when we take these um, switch docks with us, I don't know if you've had the same scenario. Sorry to quickly butt in, but no, you're if, right. if you you can obviously charge up because you've got the mains power, but sometimes in hotels, they'll put the TV, recess it in the wall so you can't get to the ports. Yeah. Now, this has happened to me before. So when that happens, um, what I normally do is I won't play the Switch handheld in my hand. I will put the Switch on a table, put the stand on, and then I'll actually just play with a controller and use a TV as a little um, as a little screen. So that's yeah. another great thing you can do with a Switch. Even when it's handheld, you still don't have to hold it in your hand it doesn't have to be mm. handheld you can use yeah. it as a tv it yeah, is exactly. a monitor so yeah. i actually really enjoy using the little flip stand the kickstand that's on the back so mm. i'm actually going to look into that george i'm going to take you up at that sorry um rgt that's a great shout about you'll have to send me a link for that because i'm going to yeah look they're good that. i'm not saying because they're they're cheap i think they're they're 10 pound or under these little stands you can get they do different ones like animal cross and i've got the black zelda one with the gold yeah sort of um, the, motifs the, on um the plus side to the stand is that obviously the switch's charging point is at the bottom of it. So mm. when you do have it in sort of tabletop mode, you can't charge it while using it. So you either have to have one of these travel docks like I've got, or as RGT with this horror stand, which you can set slightly higher on the table. Mm. It still leaves the port open at the bottom yeah. to plug in the, the actual charging wire, doesn't it? So you can mm. continue this play session. 
yeah. in my stands unless or where I've played it on tabletop, unless I precariously balance it over the side of a coffee table and put the wire underneath, which is scary or make some sort of fake area out of books. I stick it on and then sort of cup the wire up into it. Cup's probably not the right word, but, you know, <laughs> we'll use it for now. Yeah, <laughs> it will do. And that's where I, you know, I've i ribbed you for your horror stand, admittedly, but, you know, that's what I do. Yeah, so, so hand, handy so, little thing. So when you, um, so, George, when you and RGT played, um, I'll use golf uh, in quotes, when you played golf in that hotel room, did you have to um, pup RGT when you was playing that game then as well? Basically, the lights go out. This is my experience anyway. Oh, I go man. to the kettle, start making hot beverage. I think I'll, 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 I'll do the I'll do the good thing. And then the lights go out. He shouts surprise. You didn't know about, my trade secrets here. And that's about all I remember, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing I remember, I woke up on the on the main stage of Timeless. My arms outstretched like some sort of Jesus apostle. It was a very strange. <laughs> Slightly limping. <laughs> anyway, back to the accessories. Yeah, sorry, Argentine. Back to, back to what you're saying. Accessories. Let's, let's, um, let's bring it back. You put 10p in the slot and I just went. <laughs> I think the final one for me, main switch, is I've got a. I know people say, yes, you charge your Joy Cons on your dock or on your switch when it's in dock. Um, but I've also got a separate charger, just in the USB on the TV. It's a £10 charger. It holds four Joy-Cons, but you also get the little um, dongle to plug in. So I've always got either a Pro controller or my Redstorm controller on charge, and I've always got four Joy-Cons charged, as well as the two that are on the well, Switch. So you, so you can rotate them, and you've always got a Do charge. you remember seeing those Joy-Con chargers in CEX Mansfield or wherever it was for a pound? Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. You know, so you could pick these up. And the thing that I, the, the only reason I got one is because we had a few friends around one night and we were going to play Mario Party and the Joy Cons were all dead. And I suddenly thought, oh, I need to keep them charged up all the time. And I got this little one that's while the TV's on, it's charging the controllers. You've always got charged controllers. And for the price, you can't, like you say, George, we popped in CX. They were doing them ones that were charging four Joy Cons at a time for a pound. They were. You know, you know, so you could pick those up. Um, and finally, I'd say from a Switch Lite, which Mrs. RGT mostly uses now for a Stardew, I got for that, I got a, because um, I got the sort of turquoisey blue one, Switch Lite, um, and I got a Hyperkin grip for that, which is, doesn't, it's the same colour as well, so it almost looks Nintendo branded, and it's just got them sort of uh, grips on the back, just so it's a bit more purchase when you're playing, but also when you lift the Switch Lite out, it's got a little, little indent for storage of two or three games Ooh. in the back, which is nice. handy because they're, they're in there, they're not going to fall out, but you also got that nice added part of the grip, which is also, you can still charge for it, change game. But it just makes it, you know, that switch lot is small and it is rectangle and it can, if you've got big hands, you can cramp up a bit. With this grip, it makes it more of a controller you're holding. Um, and that's the best one I found. So I didn't, I know you can get these satisfied grips and other different makes, but they're big and then you've got to buy a satisfied grip case that goes with it whereas with this hyperkin one it will fit in it still fits in my standard switch light nintendo case so you can still you know fit it in as usual but it's just got that added bit on and i mean i think i don't think they're much more than 10 pound those hyperkin ones they're not like a, a, a plastic or rubber they're, they're quite firm in between if you know what i mean and that sort of 
high wear and sort of material, which is really good. But I'd, for a Switch Lite users, I'd definitely recommend one of those. I think Ezra really? Midler sent me um, a very similar PSP with a grip on it that sounds exactly like the one you've described. And to be honest mm-hmm. with you, it takes like a handheld gaming device like the Switch or the PS or the Switch Lite or the PSP is, and it it gives it some of that legs back that the full switch has got, or you would want from the PSP. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm interested by that. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, giving us, giving me some good ideas itself. Yeah. Some good things to take away there. I've well, I think also, switch for a while. you know, I know obviously this is the switch episode and we're all saying for people to buy a switch, but there is, you know, it is good. It is, as we say on the go, it is good for having at home, but there is so many accessories and bits to make it even better on the go or even better at home. There's so yeah, much. Get, yeah. Oh, there's so much you can get. I mean, you can even buy those big screens now, can't you? Which you just stick your Joy Cons on and your Switch goes in the back. And now you've got like a 15 inch screen between you. You know, there's so much you can do with a Switch nowadays. You know, now it's five, six years in. People have made so much stuff. And like you say, a lot of it isn't expensive, these accessories, but it's just ease of life. They're, they're very good to have. Yeah, it's, it's what you want to do with it. You can get, like even on the Joy-Cons, like you said, you can get little pads on there to make them more comfier or bigger if you play yeah. a lot on the go. There's, yeah. a, lot of, there's a lot of, um, not cases, but um, sort of added extra grip. There's a lot of grips that's mm. added for them. If you were right, a young a, kid, and you had yeah. like ten pounds pocket money, and you wanted to go in town and, and freshen up your switch or or whatever it was, you are not going to be disappointed. No, no it's a it's a rabbit hole. It really mm. is. If the accessories is a rabbit hole. There's a lot you can get involved in with, mm. but it's it's how much. I mean, I'm quite bare bones minimalist, really, with a switch because I haven't gone too mad with the accessories. But I think the more you play it on the go, the more you will do. So yeah, if you're a doc, I- if you're a docked man like myself, you probably don't need much accessories. Probably. No. Maybe some headphones or something like that, or a carry case like George has got. But if you're playing it, you know, you've got a light or you're playing it most of the time, you know, traveling or commuting to work, then you're going to want to get knees deep in the accessories because there is a lot. Yeah, I think think for me it was if you're taking it on holiday, you want to make sure one is safe, two, you can take as much as your stuff for as little um, luggage space as possible, but are safe. And also just to ease of life and experience, like I say, with the little stand get it a bit higher when you're on the table you know maybe get that extra battery pack if you're on the plane for a 10-hour flight you only got five hours of charge you know you can you can just eke out each little bit to make it that little bit better at the switch and like you say for, for the value for money you can get these things for nowadays you could do it pretty cheap yeah that's exactly it and that's it like with the switch it's not just uh some people think it's a handheld console but it really isn't i mean i'm proper voice to that where i only will play it not docked if I physically can't. So people see it and think, oh, it's just a handheld thing to play on a train or whatnot, but it isn't. It can be a main console. That was oh, my yeah. main console. for. I only got the Xbox Series X and PS5 this year. We're talking August. So yeah. I've been playing the Switch for four years as my main console. Mm. So it's wow. not like you have to have a console and then a Switch. Like you, it's, It is a great system. It really is. Mm. Another thing I love, um, and other game collectors, I know RGT, I've seen a lovely video from Dan, the games man, where he did get to see your incredible shed. Um, You're obviously a game collector yourself. Um, I love a console variant. Now, Mm. the PS5, the reason why I got one is because they brought out Spider-Man 2 variant. Brilliant. Mm. But before that, there wasn't. It's just the flip-on cases. The Xbox, we've had a 
I think we've had a Starfield controller, but other than that, there was a Halo console, which looked like someone flicked a paintbrush at it. Mm. But there's not many variants. Now, I love a variant. Now, on the Switch, I mean, there's I've got a few here. I've got two different Pokemon ones. got an Animal Crossing one. There's a Monster Hunter one. There's a Diablo, where they mm. actually put patterns and pictures on the dock. There's a yeah. Smash yeah. Brothers one where it's on the back, and you get a cool box of it. So as a gaming collector, I feel like the Switch, Nintendo, obviously, they know what they're doing. I feel like they they're getting more out of it because there's a lot of game collectors who have got a PS5 and Xbox One. I mean, I, I love to see the sales of how much the Spider-Man PS5 got because there will be people who already have a PS5, but they would have brought the Spider-Man yeah. one just Absolutely. to have. They didn't need another PlayStation, but they wanted it because they're game collectors and we love a variant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. So, yeah, Nintendo definitely, definitely tick that box. I just, yeah. I absolutely love it. I'm not, I know people say I'm a fanboy. I'm, I'm proof in a pudding that I'm not 100% a Nintendo going mad because I am playing the other console. So mm. I'm not, you know, I'm climbing both sides of the fence. I'm not being naive to it. I'm going to have a look. I'm not saying the grass is greener over here. I'm just telling you, if you haven't got a Switch, these are the things you want to know because you're probably going to want to have one. They are brilliant. They're a reason mm. why they've done so well. Um, and that's the reason why Nintendo Switch 2 or um, the Pro has been keeps getting delayed because they kind of haven't needed to bring it out. Um, obviously, it will come. Um, it will come soon. Now, there are still games which are announced. Um, you know, just having I've got a, a list of a few here: Mario versus Donkey Kong. A lot of these are for the earlier part of the year. So it makes you think: Is it coming later on in the year in 2024? But there's a Tomb Raider one to three remaster, which would be great. Mario versus Donkey Kong, which is a fantastic game. Um, I remember playing that on the Game Boy Advance, I think. Um, Paper Mario, Thousand Door on the GameCube. There's a remaster of that coming. And there's another huge standalone um, game, Mario spin-off game. We've got Princess Peach um, having her own game. That's coming in March as well. So there is still a lot of big games that are constantly getting announced. And Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what Nintendo do very well. They love a direct. So, you know, you used to have like these, you know, you had these announcements, didn't you? But they just do them all online and they really do flourish in it. They do it even an indie direct because they know there's a lot of indie gamers. So you'll get mm. Nintendo direct every so many weeks or months. And then in between it, you get indie directs and it's like a teaser of all the best trailers that are coming out. And it literally is just chucking the, the fishing hook out there and you just see it. You're gasping. You're like, oh, it gets everyone talking. They're very good at marketing. Um, and I just don't think it's going away. It's a force that's managed to stand there. It's full off... Um, what was the big PC sort of Steam? Is it Steam Deck, wasn't it? Steam Deck. Very expensive. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a lot there of things. Yeah, the Rogue Alloy as well, weren't there? And yeah, everyone keeps an going Asus on. one. That's, everyone goes, oh, it's a Switch killer. This is a Switch killer. I mean, look, no one's killing a Switch. Unless the power goes out and you switch the light on, it doesn't come on. The Switch is staying there. <laughs> <laughs> it is will it, be victorious. Is there anything else you want to cover off in terms of Switch, or do you think we've 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 hit all the high notes there. I'm sure there's some bits we probably missed and a bit more. Um, there might be some other things to touch on. Um, the more we talked about, if we sat in a pub or a Toby Carvery and had a few beers before it, between ourselves, I'm sure we'd come up with more things to talk about. But I think those are the main important things. I think that's a really great, I think it's a nice little starter intro, a nice little guide for anyone who is looking. Um, because if they haven't got a friend who's got a switch, which is very unlikely, but if they haven't talked to someone, and they haven't been persuaded, they may have never considered these points. So even though they might seem very basic to me and you, but if you've never played a Nintendo Switch and you haven't had any experiences with Nintendo consoles before, you might have just had 
PS1, PS2, PS3, PS4, PS5, and you know no different. Might be the same with the Xbox, Xbox 361. If you haven't got, if you never had a previous console, like a Switch or a Wii, then um, yeah, you might be a bit in the shadows with it. But I mean, some Nintendo consoles, they some of them sort of hit and miss, aren't they? They're not as successful as the others. It seems to be every other one. Um, mm. But yeah, with this Switch, I mean. What more can we say? What more? Can well, we really even say? even if you jump in nowadays, I mean, your choice of, like you say, from accessories to games, you're spoiled for choice there because there's yeah. there's a massive library and there is something for everyone on that system. Yeah. I think you, know, you could argue yeah. that getting one now is the best time to get one because you don't have to mm. wait for any of the flannel to come out. You can have well, you can jump straight in on an OLED. You can get pick which one OLED you want. Whether you want a Zelda one, an Animal Crossing one, you can, you know, all the styles are there. And then game wise, you're, you're spoiled for choice. And I will say, if um, there is any big gaming collectors out there, they may have heard the term of a full set collection, where people collect a full set of games for like a retro console. I tell you what, the way the Switch is going, the amount of games we've had, RGT just said then. In the future, when they stop making games for the Switch, if you're going to choose to full set collect on a Switch, I'll tell you what, good luck. Yeah. There is going to be a lot of games. There's thousands. There's going to be some very obscure, those physical releases like My mm. Unicorn Trainer and things like that that's going to really stump yeah. a collector. Mm. You know, um, obviously, we've been saying a lot of good things about the Switch. Now, I'm not bribed from Nintendo to say just good things, so I want to give a neutral... Honest opinion, I have got one criticism which I'd like to share with you and the audience, if that's yes, all right. Yes, please. Um, now, as someone who collects for multiple consoles, um, I've got a lot of delicious red spines to left of me filling the shelves. Like I say there's about 200 games there for the Switch. Now, what I would say is that I love the Switch case. I love like the PSP games. I love the, how sleek it is. I think it's a beautiful bit of physical media. But the text on the spine, it's very small. It's all the same... Obviously, it's limited, but it's all the same font. There's no picture on there. All you get is a gaming developer at the bottom of it. Now, if I spin round and look at some of the other games in the games room, for example, Nintendo or the Xbox 360, it's got larger font. Obviously, it's got more case to work with, so more of a surface area. But there's it's the colours on there. If you look at some of your other consoles, just have a look now, RGT. Have a look around at some mm. of your collections. Yeah. When you're looking for a game on Switch, unless you've got them alphabetical, you can't yeah. find it. No, when you no, go into no, no, a gaming yeah. shop and you look at like, um, and the, the games are spinewoods, you can't really pick out. It's like a needle in a haystack. Mm. You can't find what you're looking for, unless it's alphabetical. But if I look at my other games, like the 360, for example, um, or the other consoles, it's so clear. The other consoles seem a lot more clearer. With the Switch on the spine, that being my only criticism, I'd say, is someone who's got a lot of games, it is a little bit of a blurry-eyed, boring feast to look at sometimes. It looks yeah. lovely as a whole. Like, oh, wow, look at all these lovely red spines. But if someone said to you, go pick out Paper Mario, if it's not an alphabetical order, then you've got no chance of finding yeah. it. Yeah, that's a good point. So, well, yeah, that's... that's my little two pence chucked in there. Well... <laughs> Mr. Magoo, he ain't buying switch cases. That's a fact. He's going to get digital. <laughs> Be the only way. So, well, I think we've covered off everything there. And thank you for putting together such a compelling and informative list of things to enhance your switch experience in 2023. And certainly, you've wet my whistle and I've got one. And I thought I'd sunk pretty deep in the depths of depravity with the things I've picked up. But 
little did I know, a whole other can of whoop-ass has been opened and my Amazon account's probably going to get pretty damaged off the back of some of these. My eShop activity this afternoon is going to go through the roof. Nintendo probably going to think I've won the lottery. That's not the case, sadly, um, but they'll get bought anyway. Um, some of the ones that you've listed there in Hidden Gems, I will be going back through and, and working through um, on the eShop, see what I can find. I think 911 Operator is one like you that I've kind of ignored, but after that description from you, I'm like, mm, this could be a good game for me over yeah. Christmas. Mm. So it's, it's things like that that I'm, um, I'm really intrigued about. I suppose with that all said and done, we need to pit you against the show's real star that we just basically fill for him until he feels it's time for him to arrive. Um, Stingray is an elusive character. Are you are you looking forward to this? Obviously, one of the perks of coming on the show is that you're 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 a host of the show while you're on it, and obviously you get to meet Stingray in the flesh. What do you what do you anticipate this experience is going to be like? I don't know what to expect, to be honest with you. I do not know what to expect. It's like I'm queuing up for a ride at Alton Towers. It's a new ride. I'm familiar with it. There's been some trailers and some talk about it. There's been some whisperings. I get to the front of the queue. I can't see. It's one of those indoor rides. So I don't know. I know I'm going to have a good time. But I don't know what I'm going to expect. I don't know what's <laughs> in there. Okay. Well, let's not build your anticipation up too high because looking down the bottom of the drive, I see it, the smoke that indicates that he's here. It's time for a peek in what we affectionately call Stingray's boot, what's nestled between some counterfeit nappies and a dodgy copy of Battle Friend all this week. These are the new release highlights for week December 10th, December 17th, 2023. Listen, these are out in digital or physical or will be by the time this podcast in your feed, but could be region dependent. Chalk that up as a win for the good guys. I don't think I've been able to get through the Stingray preamble. No. Uh, faultlessly good. for a while. We're going back to the sort of season one era where I barely managed to get the words out, but uh, we're living in a different time today. I think uh, <laughs> Scott's sort of saddled me with a small level of professionalism, although, you know, I did get to get my, stretch my feet out a little bit, but I don't want to waffle on too long because spring stop. Wow, whoa, he steps out of the car. I don't want to say what I'm seeing because I don't want to taint that word mm. i don't want to taint anyone's mind <laughs> with what i'm seeing so i'm going to turn to our our guest scott how are you seeing the ray today oh i'm seeing how what i'm um really looking forward to playing a little bit is i've got a bit of a rock star fetish going on at the moment so obviously i've been playing red dead redemption um, but to the right of me, underneath my mobile phone, um, the Grand Theft Auto Trilogy, Definitive Edition, really want to get back on San Andreas, really want to play that. Um, but we're at this announcement, obviously, from GTA 6 with a trailer, and um, I started looking back at some of all the old Rockstar games, and there was some which I need to give a bit, back, bit more attention to. Bully. Bully, what a fantastic game that is. Mm. And I've got it on... Um, it was kind of a weird, almost a remaster. It came like on an Xbox One copy. I ordered it ages ago, um, and I thought it was for a different console, like 360, and it yeah. came through an Xbox One disc. I'm wondering if that's backwards compatible with the um, Series X. I'm hoping to try that out. Um, that's probably what I'm going to be welving straight into, I would have thought, because, um, yeah, really, really excited about just full and rock start at the moment. Okay, that that's great. And I'm also excited. Is that how you're seeing the Ray 
as almost like an an animated version of your own dreams for what the next <laughs> Rockstar game is. And his son Wayne is a rare copy of Bully for this Xbox Series One. Or are or is this man that's sort of coalesced in front of you taken on a more human visage? What what are you I'm I don't the, know. The, the ray to me is like if you've got a mirror, yeah, and then if you hold a mirror and look at it, but then also angle it so there's another mirror behind you. I don't know if you've ever seen that. It's like a effect of an endless corridor. I have, yeah. Mm. That's the that's the ray, baby. That's the ray. <laughs> <laughs> Fetch me a skull. <laughs> the cap's off. <laughs> My God. So Ray's like a floating, ambiguous fever dream of yourself about six mirrors back that you're sure it's... just winked at you. <laughs> and he's holding a copy of Bully, but you don't quite know. This is... <laughs> this is... I'm glad I didn't take him on with what I was seeing because it wasn't that. RGT. I've got too much of a backlog for anything new at the moment. But too much. <laughs> RGT. <laughs> Well, I'm seeing the Ray, um, as always, he's on point. So he's like a sort of mullet-laden Jeff Keighley at the moment. He's almost like a Jeff Keighley lookalike, um, but just with that sort of bit of Pat Sharp about him. Um, and then, Pat Sharp? Pat Sharp. He's got that Pat Bum Sharp house. mullet. Yep. And then Wayne is just like, he's made the effort. He's got a very small Kojima. And he's just walked out of a little door, <laughs> just like Kojima did on stage at the Game Awards. He's even got the smoke. He's got all the rest. He's got the red trainers. Very good. So for me, there's a mullet-laden Keeley and there's a very small Kojima in front of me. How about you, George? Well, it looks to me like Ray's been on a bit of a raiding experience in Pripyat, Russia, because he's come back with what's setting off my Geiger counter, but it looks like... A vintage collection. He's come himself and his son Wayne as a vintage collection of Russian sanitary products. He's here in a Bridget Nielsen branded Red Storm heavy flow pack. And Wayne... Wayne's just a light-use towel. Wow. (laughs) That's it. That's all I can say. Uh, That's Ray, probably good. That is all you're saying. <laughs> Ray, Ray doesn't look that happy, if I'm honest. Um, but oh. he, he's he's handed me this. Uh, it's Stargate Timekeepers on the PC, December 12th. If you didn't think you'd seen enough loose RTS games last week, well, Stargate Timekeepers is a real-time tactics game where you lead a team of specialists through a story-driven campaign set in the Stargate 1 universe. What that means to me, I don't know. It smells like Stargate. It looks like Stargate. It tastes like Red Storm. Next up, we've got Pioneers of Begonia, PC, December 13th. Uh, The city builder, Pioneers of Begonia, is all about exploration, discovery, and reuniting the fantastical islands of Begonia. Uh, build over 40 different buildings, use more than 70 different types of goods, manage widely, branch production chains, and get creative in establishing your economy. What I love about Ray is that he's, he's orchestrated this list mm-hmm. 
to trip Scotty up. Because Scotty, what's your re- what's your next pick out the boot? <laughs> I just read that. I just read that. <laughs> what's your pick out the boot, friend? Well, I can't get the uh, the Ray's list up at the minute. Now, what's happened? Biggest with Ray because he's got the tash of because <laughs> he's got the tash of Anchorman. Also, whilst and he's got the hairline of a uh, an aging Samuel Jackson with a sort of a tire of. I don't know if you've seen um, Arsene Wenger at the touchline with that big coat, which he can't seem to get up yeah. and zip. That yeah. is like me now fumbling trying to find this elusive <laughs> list. Because I can't get the leak to work on my phone. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, the good news no, is you'll have to pick one out for me. Yeah. Well, well it's house. It's house flipper too <laughs> on PC. <laughs> December fourteen. You can't write this. It's time to dust off your hammer. House flipper is back in a brand new uh, in a brand new fashion. Buy and renovate rundown houses, or maybe you want to build new ones. Now you can start as a rookie flipper and make a fortune by helping out the community of the charming town of Pinnacove. Mm. Uh, next up is My Little Blood Cult PC December 14th. I see what you've done there, Ray. <laughs> Steady. Steady. Embark on a demonic fishing adventure in My Little Blood Cult. Combine skill and with luck to master unique fishing mechanic and collect demons, creatures and more to fill out your oddities cabinet and become the most powerful cult. Move on, George Quick. No, that's not, let's not move on. Let's just pause Oh, there. no. That game, no, just a quick one. That game, right, when I saw the title of it, I would never have guessed in a million years you could have said, Scott, have 100 guesses of what this game is about. Yeah. I had no idea it was about fishing. And actually, it's really, throw, fishing. <laughs> it's really thrown me off. I want to know... Uh, I want to know more. Some of these games that Ray brings us, you probably don't want to know anymore. (laughs) Uh, What have I got here? Thanks, Ray. Uh, It's Rack... (laughs) It's Raku Venture on the PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch December 14th. Solve puzzles and find all hidden items in this collectathon 3D platformer adventure game for PC. Oh, this is my mummy, mummy, this one. Siorama. Mm. Mm. World of Shipping, PC, December 14th. Experience the challenges of running a successful shipping company with Siorama, World of Shipping. That's got you written all over, that is. It, it, when I watched, when I was putting the list together, I saw it and I was like, oh, yes, please. Oh, yeah. Ray's Scott- just whispered in my ear. And Ray has said, Towers and Powers. Yes. PC, VR, PSVR 2, Quest, December 15th. And do you know what? It's time to be a god. Save your residents and keep their islands from falling to the forces of chaos in this VR tower defence game. Mm. Wow. That does sound... If I had a VR up my street. Yeah. It's it's another reason to to dust off your PSVR too. Scandalous Sony dogs. Um, (laughs) Seeing as you've got your teeth in and Ray's now able to coalesce himself as a physical form in front of you, why don't you snatch that last game from his dirty mitts, Scott? What's he got you? Well, what he's got here deep in his shallow pockets is Trinity Fusion. <laughs> X, 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 December 15th. A lot going on in this day. Two in a row. Now, the final early access update. Take control of your parallel selves and explore dyke, dark, dyke, explore dark sci-fi worlds slash bash Yep, bash. And shoot your way through this unique roguelike Metrovania, which will turn a few heads in the gaming community. Very popular. Where the only way to save the multiverse is to end it. Ooh. Rope chop. Tombstone. 
Done. Um, before we let Ray slip away, um, you stumbled into this section almost in a fever dream. I don't quite know what happened to you. I got very excited because I've got I'm surrounded by games, and the backlog is real and it exists. And every time I listen to your show, I buy another game. And um, to be honest with you, it's not what you're playing next week. It's what you're playing for the next 10 years. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> with with all that said and done, we want to compound your pain one more time. So do you want to pick a mummy mummy from Ray's list? Um, I would think, will it come with the VR? Can I get yeah. Towers and Powers with the VR sent to me? You from get Ray, whatever. We you... know him quite well. I would, to be honest with you, House Flipper. House Flipper Boy. <laughs> House Flipper 2. I generally want um, to try it. I saw the game. It looks fun. I'm pretty sure I downloaded a demo for the Switch. Um, but it felt a little bit too like work because I am in that world of work. And I thought, you know what? As I did before, I played a construction simulator game. It was very fun. Then I realised I was playing, I was going to work, then come home and playing work. And it put me off. But <laughs> House Flipper looks very, very fun and the fact there's a second one it's obviously gone on a bit of a roll it's picked up some momentum it's picked up some good audience it's got some good traction on the tracks it's pulled out another game and to be honest with you the fact that you it's on this list on the raise list i think that would probably be the one that jumps out to me which is probably be a bit of a dark horse i would have thought a dark horse from g1 jockey champion edition there you go black booty at midnight it's the dark horse of the list it's house flipper 2 rgt what are you picking there's only one I can pick, really, isn't there? That's my little blood cult. So let's do some demonic fishing. Raise eyebrow just raised. Uh, I'm going to take Siorama World of Shipping. Hopefully that'll see. see. Yeah. Hopefully that'll see a port to <sighs> nothing that I own, sadly. Um, Ray's tapping his foot. He's pulling hard on his Lambert. And he's tussling Wayne's hair in a way that says, don't you worry, son, I'll get you to the shop before sundown. Before he goes, though, we've got to dive in and pick out a VHS pick. Now, I've I've waded in, and I'm, I'm pulling out this little gem, Space Camp. Mm. It was an 80s film where some kids ended up going in space. Wow. On a NASA shuttle as well, believe it or mm. not. By accident, but then they made it happen. Um, Scott, what's your mummy mummy VHS pick from the boot? I would say, first of all, is that a real film? Yeah, Space yeah. Camp. Yeah. I feel like you just made that one up, but okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, it would be the first time he's made films up, but that actually is a real film. I'm shocked. And uh, <laughs> Oh, we've killed him. Oh, he's frozen. Ray's frozen him in time. Game. Oh, he's, he, back. Back? he's back. He's back. He's back. He's back. Ray turned you into one of those six reflections back in the mirror that you were. <laughs> I look like a real, really realistic Five Nights at Freddy's. I'm a little bit scared <laughs> that you've given him a level of power that I never dared like to imagine him before because he can misuse his powers, Ray, and I don't want him tracking, trapping people in mirrors left, right, and Chelsea. Especially <laughs> if he's got no reflection. You don't want that. You don't know if he's sneaking up behind you. <laughs> Maybe that's how he steals people's forms so he can turn up to us in these different ways. He literally... This is going deep. <laughs> right, VHS pick will be. Let's <laughs> get it back on. Why my internet connection is stable? Um, as I am loving Rockstar at the moment, one of my favourite Rockstar games is The Warriors. Now that film, Warriors, if anyone hasn't seen it, I think it was 1979. Is yeah, an absolute it was, yeah. fantastic film. And mm. when I turned off the Switch last night, 
Um, you know, when you turn your console off and the TV pops on, it was a random movie channel and the Warriors was on. And I sat there for a drink and I watched it for about 10 minutes before going up to bed. And I thought, you know what? That film stands up today. So I would mm. say the Warriors. And some people might not be aware that it was a film. So that's a that's a good one, that one, I think. Mm. Which I think the game is a prequel to as well. So you go on the game, you go on the journey on the build-up to the start of the film, which I mm. always found absolutely wonderful. Great game. Even on the PSP, yeah. great great game to take on the go is the Warriors. <laughs> what's, what's next? Um, I will go with, as I still haven't seen it yet, it's the new Super Mario Bros. movie as we're all things switched today. So I'm going to go with that. So I still haven't seen it yet. So You're such a, a professional. Well, I just try and keep on track. You know, one of us has got to try and keep the show straight and narrow. Might okay. struggle with that one on VHS, I would have thought. So let me announce the new host of the UCP. It's Scott RGT <laughs> coming back next week. <laughs> I mean, do you know what? You can take something so far and then you realise that you're at the limit of your skills. And yeah. I now recognise this as that moment. We've crossed the Rubicon. The show's bigger than me. It's bigger than anything I could possibly imagine. And therefore, I probably should have nothing to do with it anymore before I ruin its legacy. <laughs> what do you mean before? <laughs> no. Right. Now I've adopted a different mindset. As I draw breath. <laughs> I see you in hell. Um, well, on that note, that rather internal political note, I turn around and all I see on the floor is looks like probably about a three inch piece of cotton. Don't really know what that's all about, but um the only thing left for me to say to you guys is, um, what are you hoping to play? RGT? No, 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 no. No, no, no. No, no, no. Oh, no, no man. No. Okay. His opinions are worth nothing now. Uh, Scott, new co-host of the show. What's your, <laughs> what's your, what are you hoping to play? I am, I know that I'm going to be playing Red Dead Redemption, but what I'm hoping to play is I want to get on this Super Mario Bros. Wonder online so I want to explore that more. I want to mm. get back to Super Mario RPG because I have got stuck. Now, it's funny that you mentioned Luigi's Mansion earlier that I missed off the list. I did as well very much enjoy that game, but I found myself, even though some people found it quite easy, I completed the game, I loved it, I found myself constantly looking up on YouTube what to do. I'm a man that misses a strategy guide. So Ooh, Super Mario yeah. RPG, um, within the space of half an hour, I had to look at what to do. It frustrated me. I put the game back down. I went to something else. So I would like to revisit that because there is it's a great game um, and I'm only five hours through. So I'll go back to that. I need to get back onto the PS5 with Spider-Man 2. I know it's a Switch episode, but I'm going to show some respect to that console. So I want to carry on um, playing with that. Um, and to be honest with you, it's endless. The amount of games, George, which I could mention, I've got a lot I want to play. On the backlog, I've got Blasphemous 2 on the Switch that I want to play. Um, there's been an update on the GTA trilogy because there have been some crashes on that. Um, I've got a stack of games downstairs, which I'm trying to think to my mind. Probably it's Blasphemous 2. I might have almost caught up, but there's a lot of games I need to play on the Switch. Um, other than that, it's probably the Spider-Man 2 on the PS5. But I want to play Robocop as well. I want to try and get to that. Um, and then with retro games, there's just a lot of games I've picked up which are surrounding me um, around the room, and I do hope to be able to get through the backlog of those because if I don't, then I can't really carry on going out and buying any more games. And there is some really 
strange, obscure titles. I'm going to give you a sneak peek of one I hope to play this week. I'm going to do my best to say it without my teeth falling out, and it is pronounced Kariku. Now, I don't know if you can see that box art, cover art there on this game. I can only describe it as a tribal baby on an adventure in an action platformer, and it looks so mysterious, I could not have left it at a gaming market. So I took that home from the convention. So... Yeah, there's a lot I need to play. It's, um, You've just given RGT next December, December yeah. 2024's Hidden Gem. It's going to go on the PS1. I'm on, I'm on 2025 now. That's next year's done. I'm just going to keep uh, clip and paste uh, Scott's reviews each week. Perfect. I want to play Super Punch-Out. So I picked that up recently on the series. That looks fresh. However, I'm pretty sure Super Punch-Out is on the online um, service. It is. Um, I played it on there. So I will probably keep this in a box and play it on there, as this is a Switch-themed episode. Nice. Okay. Uh, RGT, I don't know why it's rapidly approaching Christmas, so I feel some sympathy for your plight. What are you hoping to play? Um, I want to just get that final part of Gear Shifters done, that final boss bit. I'm on the very last bit. I want to get that done and wrapped up this week, because I've loved that game. And probably, even when I finish it, I'll probably play through again. Uh, How many hours have you done on it, if you don't mind me asking? To get to uh, that point, I've pretty much only played it this week, so I'd probably say four hours, five hours. I reckon I've put into wow. it. Wow. Mm. Um, then we, I didn't do the because of work commitments. I couldn't do the Vice City stream um, this week, so uh, week coming, I should be back on that on Tuesday. Me and Bob sorry, Ward- everyone. I had him cleaning the UCP tower toilets. Yeah, so I was uh, up to my arms in marigolds. So um, I couldn't do it this week, so next week <laughs> I shall be on the Voice City live stream Tuesday. Better than a horse. Seven, yep, definitely. 7.30 uh, UK time. Should, should be playing some more of that. Um, and I don't know. That'll probably pretty much it. I have been playing. I didn't mention on what I had been playing. I have been playing a new, well, I say not a new game, a game for a hidden gem um, on a different system, on an older system. So I should probably play some more of that so I can finally decide if it is a hidden gem or not. But I think it. Pretty much is, but yeah, I should play some more of that. Um, but that's pretty much it. What about you, George? Don't say I know. Make it up to 700 hours. I think that's all we've got time for this. Well, <laughs> <laughs> while, while George is thinking, I was just going to say, how far, RGT, are you in GTA now? You, it's been a fair the... few weeks, isn't it? Yeah, we've done, first of all, we've done GTA 3, which we played through and completed that. Um, and we're now we're now at the stage now where we've got to do the um, business missions to activate the next part of the game. So we're fairly well into it. I'd say three quarters of the way through now. On oh the, wow! Uh, on the City, yeah. So Superb. yeah. Well, me, me and the guy are playing at uh, Board Border. We've been mates for years, and we played through it originally back in the down the PS2 because we used to be house mates. So this is like a proper nostalgia trip playing back for it again now. You know, 20 years later, so fantastic. Yeah. What happens really? to these try- streams? Does he go to make a cup of tea and then wakes up the next day at work and doesn't know what's gone on? Or does he, you know... Yeah, it's a, bit, it's a bit like... Well, I tend to make the drinks. Um, I always have to make my special drinks. That's probably why you all wake up and not remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, when are we next playing uh, Mario Golf, Girls? Like I haven't been able to sit down since the last round, and I won, so I don't quite know how that works out. But well, uh, yeah, you certainly won, all right. Let me bore you with some <laughs> stories about Anno. 
Uh, no, I'm not going to be playing. Well, I say I'm not going to be playing Anno. I'm sure I'll have a quick go on Anno. Um, Wrestling Empire, for sure. Uh, all this talk of Rockstar and Red Dead and GTA mm. has got me thinking that I want to slip into some San Andreas on the trilogy. Um, yes. I'm hearing some pretty solid things about that now. Out of all of those three games, three I got a soft spot for. Vice City, I always thought was just okay. San Andreas is where it really hit for me and the culmination of all the promise in the previous two games actually was fulfilled in terms of being able to do stuff outside of the main storyline, i.e. you can almost role play in San Andreas in terms of you could do the gang warfare in the first city and never leave if you wanted to and you could accumulate quite a lot of wealth that way. There's obviously all the other stuff between there and, and the end game, which, you know, it makes for a really fascinating game. I and mean, also, when I, the modern controls make a massive difference to the game. When I first played that difference. back on PS2, obviously, um, oh, what's it called? That show with Exhibit, where it's like Pimp My Ride. Pimp, Pimp My Ride. Yeah. Pimp My Ride was at the pinnacle of its powers, and you could yeah. take any vehicle. And I used to love taking in like a pickup truck or one of the older cars down to the modification garage and get like neons on it, slam yeah. it, give it a body kit, change the interior. I love clicking the bass boost option so it kind of went from like... I thought that was cool. I'd spend ages doing that, fitting NOS on it, and then be very scared to drive it round because you'd like get someone driving she's like... Yeah. I hate you. <laughs> um, so there's that. I want to carry on with um, some Red Dead. I really need to submerge myself into that because it does look great on the Switch, to be honest with you. Um, and then I suppose what else do I want to get stuck into? I've got Batman Arkham. I've got so many. I'm, I'm guilty of starting so many different things, and this is not the way modern George has gamed. He's normally picked a game, sat down, 100%ed it, wiped it off the table, put the next meal down and, and gorged into that. There's been so much stuff this year where I've got about eight meals on the go and they're all still warm. So, uh, and Anno's one of them. I keep meaning to get back to MLB. I've got a, a save on the Switch, which I need to upload to the cloud. And then I can carry on playing on PS5, which I think I might do as well because uh, there's a load of new content on there post World Series, which is quite exciting. Um, bought tickets as well to the London return in June of the Phillies and the Mets. So I'm quite excited to get my baseball fix in for that. Hopefully they is, continue. Is that at the um, West Ham Stadium, is it? the London the, Arena, is that West yeah, Ham? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That Olympic Park. It's great down there, aside yeah. from all the stuff they've got going on and the position and placement of it and the parking for the hotel and all of that good stuff is, is great. So, uh, yeah, hopefully MLB 24 makes its limps its way onto Switch, probably looking like World Series baseball on the Mega Drive compared to everything else that's out at the moment. Um, in its defense, it's at least equal to the PS3 version, which for many years was described as being almost photorealistic. So I don't really know what we've got complaining about. And that probably is it. Mm. A pretty solid list. There's an NBA new game that's obviously come out, is it? The next um, 2K. Yeah. It'll be interesting. They've been coming to the Switch and talk about eShop sales. I don't know if they still do it, but they used to. When the new one come out, it would be 99p, the old one on the eShop. That's yeah. something that FIFA would never do. So I used to always I pick them up. I don't know as it's 99p, but I have seen them for sort of like 
I'm sure like nine ninety nine on there recently or, or less. And I was like you, I was tempted because I don't know if they included, I don't know if it was last year, or the year before, but I think it was NBA 2K13 where they did a Jordan special that was really actually nicely well done. And then since then we've had that documentary on Netflix, Save the Last Dance. Save the Last Dance, yeah. yeah. Which is great. And I on PS5 and, and Series X, presumably, they have this sort of Michael Jordan section where you kind of live through that a bit. I don't know if that's on the Switch version. If it is, I'll definitely pick that up if I see it in the sale because I think that kind of... I'm not someone who's so up to speed with the NBA that I know all the latest players or anything, but I do enjoy the game and and some of the background stories of it. So I think that would be quite a nice little pickup. Isn't it on the the baseball one, though? Is it Showtime or Big Hits? There's one of them's on the Switch, though, isn't it? I'm sure there is. NBA 2K is on the Switch. I think it's got a few iterations on there. They keep Sorry, the, the, um, the Major League Baseball one. Sure oh, MLB, a, the main yeah. MLB game. Um, Showtime or big yeah, hits? Or MLB the called? show. That's it. Yeah, yeah. That's what the bigger boys play. That's what the that real what the big men, boys play. That's what the real men play. The real men play that and they only play as a picture through a whole career. None of that hitting the ball with a bat stuff. That's, that's for kids. The real men are up there starting the flow and the movement of the game as a picture. They're up on the mound, you know doing whatever they do, sinkers, curveballs, all that sort of stuff. I'd like to try it. I would. I would like to give it a go. I, to be honest, this is a true story. I bought that game. Uh, no, I didn't buy it. It initially got given away by PlayStation as one of their games of the month back in the so, distant past. And I thought, I'll give this a go. And I decided to play as a pitcher, not really knowing. If I'd have gone in as a batter, you only get three strikes, and then you're out. So you don't really get to learn the flow of the game. But as a pitcher, you get to sit on the stand on the mound and watch how the game works. And it taught me very quickly how the game of baseball works, the rules, how you get strikes and how people get on base and score a run. And that's what really then I was like, this is actually a really good game from a tactical mm. point of view. This is great. And it plays out well from the picture. You can choose like uh, um, Otani is in in modern MLB where he goes in bat Andy pitches either for the full game or, or a small period. Um, so you can play as both if you want to. But uh, yeah, if you want to get into it. The only problem with it being on eShop is it's a little bit pricey. Yeah. Yeah, they can be. But um, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like when If I watch a baseball game live, like I have done, um, watch a Yankees game, enjoyed it. But if I try to, I think, oh yeah, I'll carry on watching this. But Unlike basketball, I can watch on TV. When I watch baseball on TV, I feel like there's so much off the ball, which the camera doesn't pick up. You sort of miss out because obviously there's people moving around. They're trying to, do you know what I mean? All you, the camera is on the pitcher or the batter. But when you're there live, you can see what's going on. Everyone at the base is itchy feet, ready to move on. And um, yeah, what, did you I go don't... to? Did you go to Boston Red Sox versus New York Yankees at the Olympic Stadium pre? No, I get, I get, I thought about it because I've got season ticket. For West Ham, so I get you get the early access, but no, I'm just, Why didn't you? I've, I've been on holiday, I've seen them in um just in New York. So, do I need to send you my dates and seating positions so you can get a seat next to me for Saturday's first day at the MLB? Friend. I might, I might get there a day before and put a whoopee cushion underneath your chair. How about that? Yeah. Why is everyone at me? I'm a, such a peaceable guy. I'm everyone's like, oh, I'm like that. Hey, guy. I'll show. meet you there, George. I'm up for that. We're gonna set a date. We'll look into that because I'm pretty sure Saturday normally the 19th, when they come up, I think it is. yeah, you get priority normally and a bit discount. So I yeah. should look at going. Really, you, I took my girlfriend for the 
you know, she's never been baseball before. We, we went last this year. And apart from watching me, probably grudgingly watching me play on Switch at the time, uh, she didn't really know anything about it. Even if you don't know anything about it, the food, the accessories, the, the fans, the Americans that have come over just make it like almost like a festival of fun. Yeah. There's yeah. no anger. There's loads of beers getting drunk, but no one's getting angsty and throwing them about. There's no animosity between the teams, even though they've yeah. got like... There's no home and away fans. It's all mixed as well, isn't it? It is. And even though yeah. some of the teams have got like such deep histories going back many, many years, like last this year, there was the... Um... No, I've completely shut down from a mental point of view. It's my favourite two teams as well. And I went to the Cubs. <laughs> Uh, versus the Cardinals. And it was only recently I found out that those two's historic beef dates back to the time when the Chicago uh, River Authority did something different with the way they pumped their sewage. And they pumped the sewage in the water and then it went all the way downstream to the Cardinals. And that created... Toilet tactics. Toilet tactics created one of the harshest sort of animosities between two teams because the Cardinals were sort of furious that their drinking water was getting poisoned by the Chicago by Chicago's effluence. That uh, these two teams have hated each other ever since, but there was none of that vibe uh, going on at wow, the game. That that makes sense. So you got to think football clubs rivalry. Oh, why did you hate that team? Oh, because they're around the corner. Oh no, mm. in baseball, why did you hate that team? They flushed their sewage down our river. They, <laughs> did. <laughs> they literally did. Uh, and they hate them for it. Some of the other teams, obviously, Yankees, Red Sox, their history goes deeper and there's all sorts of like game-related stuff in there. Um, but yeah, some of it, even when they've moved to different locations, like the, the LA Dodgers were the New York Dodgers and then they moved to LA, but still that animosity between the teams stays there. So fascinating, fascinating, fascinating. Everyone else switched off at this point, so I want to give no, you. No, I've got a, I've got a good way of segueing back. It's on. You can play baseball on the Switch. Um, you can use a little nunchuck. It's on Switch Sports, and you can play baseball on there. So there's always a, a segue with a Switch. It's so versatile. It doesn't matter what topic you go for, you can tie it back into a Switch game. Don't you worry. <laughs> I never thought I would look upon the face of God, but I have. What a wonderful <laughs> experience that is. You are, in my mind, God of the Switch. Uh, I'm sure there's people that would, uh, you know, fight their corner, but you've got a YouTube as far as I'm concerned. Listening to your voice describe a walk around the retro gaming market probably is the only equivalent I could get to a climax personally these days. So I must thank you for that. Your continued efforts on there, your support for us has been phenomenal. And now yeah. you've met us, never meet it's your fair. heroes. You'll be get Dan the Games Man on the phone. Yeah, I think we could easily do a podcast, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> These guys are mental. These especially guys, out, especially that George one, he's off with the trolleys. He can't even string a sentence together. <laughs> to be honest it's with you, it's been an absolute honour, guys. I'm obviously a big fan of the show. I love listening to it on the way to work. I love it when a new episode drops, and you mention it in Discord. So, listening to all the shows, knowing that at some point I'll be featuring on it, which is really exciting for me. So, I can't wait to listen back to it and just thank you for having me on. It's really, no, really nice of you guys. I really enjoyed it. So well, I just glanced at the clock. This show, I don't know how long your commute is, but this show should see you well into next week. Uh, I think it's a three hour <laughs> mega show, but it feels like two seconds to me. It's flicked mm. by in no time at all. And that normally is the pre measure of an absolute banger of a show. Definitely. Um, so, we'll let everyone be the judge of that. But thank you so much again for your research and time that you've done you've come yeah. on and you've fitted into the whole system like a, a freshly cooked cog 
uh, and one that has to interact with me and RGT. So I don't know how you've managed to be such <laughs> an, uh, a willing sport, but thank you for that. Uh, RGT, is there any more you wish to say? Uh, just basically see Pliskin, you know, DM me and uh, pick what you want, your T-shirt or your £10 top-up and uh, uh, DM me your address as well and I'll get see, those Pliskin, things See, if you pick the voucher, you are just the lowest rent human being. You know, you've got to pick that <laughs> T-shirt. You've got reference in a whole different country as far as I'm concerned. Make yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think you'll pick the T-shirt. So, uh, yeah. So in, just seeing as you're sending it to a foreign country, is he going to have to pick a child size, maybe steal it from Wayne Ray or are you going to go full out and buy him a full person with a full postage? <laughs> oh no, that'll be full postage. So yeah, don't worry about that. <laughs> okay, yeah. proper bigger boy, Steve. Yeah, yeah, don't worry about that. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, new album art. Is mm-hmm. it time? What do you think? Put it out to the listeners. Ooh, an exclusive. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Badabinkster has been working with AI generation to create a new album art for the show. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. It's pulled out an absolute banger. It's Stingray in pictorial form. I never thought that possible. It looks like sort of a 70s prog rock album that you think you know, but has actually never existed. (laughs) It is. You look at the album art and you think, I'm sure I've got that album somewhere. But you haven't. It's Big really fan weird. of prog rock that you are. <laughs> yeah. Big vinyl prog rock collector. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's incredible. Okay. Well, I might, uh, later today, I might pop it up on the Discord and we'll see what people think. I think either way, because we're low budget, we've committed now. So it's going to be that. <laughs> yeah. And now I've got to get everything reprinted. So and I see, also don't want Kirk Cobain to stay suing yeah. me for the... F- four pound eight that we've ever made from the show i think that would be a little bit savage but i don't think they would uh, pull any punches to be fair no uh, i think scott is there anything obviously you've got your youtube channel is do you want to just give yourself one last round the back hand pump and just make sure everyone knows where to go <laughs> and also where they might find you across the plethora of social media yeah, so it's Marathon Gaming on YouTube. You could type Marathon Gaming just in Google or in your search bar on YouTube. It will come up. The channel will come up um, pretty much straight away. Um, if you like Nintendo Switch, if you like retro gaming, um, if you like shop tours, if you like a bit of comedy and don't take life too seriously and the odd bit of toilet humour, then that is the place to be. I am your man. Um, I am on some I'll other devices. I'll be your lady. <laughs> I am on um, Instagram, Facebook, and all that other fun stuff. But yeah, Marathon Game on YouTube—that's the main place to find me. But yeah, reach up, get in, reach out, get in touch. Um, love to hear from the guys. <laughs> Just uh, steady. <laughs> steady. <laughs> yes. Okay, I'll stop. I'll stop. Well, uh, uh, carry it. I was going to carry it on, but I'll stop there. No, well, I was uh, waggling at RGT because you said oh. reach up, and I was like, yeah. oh, God, uh, that. Touching me, touching you. No, we'll leave it there. That's a great place. Um, well, well, my MySpace has has unfortunately closed down. It's uh, no longer available on there. Or LimeWire. You can't download the shows from there. Or Kazar. It's not on there. Um, Shazam, we'll add, maybe. We'll add you in, uh, in the show yeah. notes. We'll add Scott's channel show notes. So you can, Thank you very much. You can, you can jump straight on from there. And uh, yeah, definitely uh, definitely become a subscriber to Scott. Because if, if you like things Switch and Game and this. Absolutely fantastic channel. So, to be yeah. honest, if you put two fingers on your left wrist and feel a slight movement from your pulse, you need to subscribe to Marathon Gaming. Because if you're not, you're not even alive. <laughs> um, okay, well, that brings us 
to the outro, I feel. Uh, once again, Scott, thank you so much for yeah, cheers, Scott. just spending the time with us. It, it's been an absolute joy. And like I say, it's been seamless. Uh, I've had a blast, and hopefully that makes its way across the uh, audio waves to your ears, just as you, you want to be coming off at that junction. You don't think it is your junction, but it's your junction. Awesome. That's what we call public service. Uh, so we have time for this week, listeners. Always thank you for your time. I look forward to the pleasure of speaking to you again next week. Until then, happy gaming. And remember, there's nothing wrong with being given the Unofficial Controller. It's what you do with it that counts. See you guys. Thank you. Later. Cheers. Bye. I made a bad, actually. You want to be back up on the roundabout round down, and it's the next one. I was getting confused. <laughs>